Welcome to Double Tap, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to the fighting game community. With your favorite dynamic duo, of course, I am Crash Tag here with my uh, co-host. Oh, Meza, it's time, boys. It's time, yes. We are back to our, our regularly scheduled, more or less, topic season podcast. You know, we've had a couple of specials. I've been away. You've been dealing with things, and now we're kind of getting back into the, 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 the you know, the the schedule of things once again but what's going on man how um, you been memorial day weekend you know gotta have some fun you know gotta also make sure that play some video games yeah talk about yeah. some video if, games if, too. It, if, it was, if it was back in may you're talking about labor day weekend oh god <laughs> am i really that far behind yeah, yeah that, that's how far behind you are yeah labor day weekend's coming up yeah uh so yeah this at the time of this recording but yeah, we have, uh, you know, we're, like I said earlier, we are back to our kind of our regular topics that we're running, no specials or anything. So we're going to be diving right into the usual suspects. Um, we kind of have a little bit of a meaty podcast for you guys. We have plenty of Street Fighter news for you guys because August was just full of it. it. It felt like it honestly felt like it was a little too much. But I mean, it did lapse a little bit, a little bit into September because yeah. everything was kind of roughly ending around September, like the September time. Yeah, but, um, we got some things. You know? Yeah, we do, we do. Uh, I definitely. Um, at the time of the recording, normally we would actually have it on the first week of September, but I didn't come back. Uh, from my trip, uh, you know, over at Seattle. If any of you guys know what happened during that weekend, then you know you'll understand why I, I was gone for so long. Uh, look forward to a podcast on that. But anyway, we're gonna get right into it. We're actually just gonna go right into our, you know, the our. our Updates on the games, on several different games that happened throughout August. We're going to start with actually with DOA. Uh, Dead or Alive surprisingly actually had some updates uh, happen over over the past month. Uh, the the ongoing, basically the DLC releases have happened. Uh, August 11th, patch 1.04 was released and that gave, them, gave us a, a fireworks stage. This isn't like the only DLC they're, they're going to be dropping. They actually have sequential one in October, which is going to be uh, for the winners of the DOA design challenge, which we talked about, I think I think it was like May or June. Like uh, it's when it's when it started, I believe. It was like th- it was for the yeah. summer. It, it was. It's interesting because like the fact that they're even bringing this back, this designer challenge, it is giving a little bit more power to the to the community and the people. So that's that's kind of cool to see that you know there's a company listening to a certain extent. Of course. Um. Have you seen any of the design challenges by any by any chance? I saw a few of them, but I didn't get a catch. I didn't get the catch who actually won specifically, uh, the person specifically. I but I got to I see a lot of the stuff, though. A few of the things. I don't know if they act, did they actually win. Did they already announce the? Yeah, I think they did already announce the winners, um, or at least the concept art for some of them. The Ayane one's just just ridiculous. Like if you might as well just given her a couple of you know tassels and a couple patches and it would have been the same damn thing it's like extreme volley extreme vo- uh, beach volleyball all over again you know i'll be honest i i love doa's idea behind put a girl in scanty scantily clad outfits and then the guys are just there i i personally like it but it's still like i said before in the previous podcast it's too much you, you got to focus on they don't get me wrong they've been dropping characters like almost every single time they come out with doc costumes but Maybe it's time to cut back on the DLC costumes and focus a little bit more on your game. 
Nah, man. They're, they're not doing that. They're not listening to you. They're like, more costume? Of course. I'm a pretty so. big part of the community. I would like to see my... my hey, top 32, right? Top 32. We'll I get guess. to that, but top 32. Right? I have uh, a say now. Yeah, you have a say. Yeah, that's what happens when you hit top 32. Next time, top uh, 16. Top 16, right? Next Okay. <laughs> Next time, um, for free. But, uh, but yeah, the, the design challenge winners aren't going to be the only ones that are releasing in October. There's also going to be DLC for Square Enix, uh, Square Enix's Schoolgirl Strikers, which is one of their uh, intellectual properties. It's pretty dope, you know. Mechs, kind of mechs and schoolgirls and weapons, robotic, the usual good stuff that will just kind of fit very well in a uh, uh, in a DOA. So I don't know. I don't know if they've released the actual pictures on who's going to look like who from what you know which character, but it, they're all the same girl, just a different kind of wig and, and bust size. I'm not lying. Like, look, like next time you guys play, check it. You know, just keep that in mind. Oh, and if you guys haven't tried the new, the the currently newest character, Hanako, you you should try her out. I got to play her quite a bit, and I'll talk more about that when we get to our our travel segment, which is really cool. Awesome. Uh, and then that's actually not even the last of it. Spring 2016, mark it on your calendars. They haven't gotten a, a permanent release date. Uh, but that's kind of the the timeline they're looking at. There's going to be a major release with actually a new character, new stage, and there's going to be new balancing and basically a whole other patch on that. Uh, but that's not, like I said, till spring 2016, so it's still a ways away. So in the meantime, we're still going to get the good DLC costume goodness until then. Uh, so from, you know, scantily clad girls in, you know, very prom promiscuous outfits, we're going to be jumping into Skull Girls, which is a whole bunch of other girls. But in 2D, one less dimension, but still just as uh, scandally clad. You know, technically, they only have one guy character. Big Ben doesn't really even count. Yeah, isn't he like a robot? Yeah. Technically? He's, yeah, this, yeah. Okay. So, but yeah. Going, going with the technicalities. <laughs> as is, there, there's actually nothing going on with Skull Girls. I mean, there was a really big turnout at Summer Jam, and that was kind of the biggest thing that's been going on is the that extra pop bonus. But other than that, there really wasn't much announced for Skull Girls or any new updates except for the fact that Encore... A second encore is out for PS4, and that's still pretty much the ongoing thing. Yep. And moving on from Skullgirls, yeah, yeah, just no like that. that anyway. Yeah, I, just like that. We're not, we're not going to do what we normally do, where we beef up Skullgirls and you know, you know, zero lab. Like we're just gonna lab zero. We're just gonna let it go for today. This time, let's take this a break, go. guys. Take a break. Yeah. Uh, but jumping into Ki, actually, uh, as we talk about new characters, Ki is always throwing down new characters and. New stages, new everything, and this time they're bringing somebody from the old school and bringing them. You know, it's funny they're bringing old school back into old school, I guess, in a new new school look. Because honestly, they brought Rash from Battletoads and Double Dragon. I still to this day don't understand why Rash. Why not? You know, was it Pit? Was it Zit? Zit, Zit or Zit. Pimple? Yeah, like why not any of the other ones? Why Rash or Herpes, the fourth one that no one knew about? Yeah. Yeah, that one. I just feel bad, dude. When I heard that, I like I wasn't feeling bad. Like, oh man, this sucks. He's gonna be a butt character, which you'll, you'll find out he he isn't. Yeah. Uh, but I felt bad for all you GameSpot, uh, GameSpot. Oh my god, why I keep saying spot? Stop employees, GameStop oh, yeah. employees, because that now you you would think that that Battletoads joke would die. Now they have a legitimately legitimate reason to call you and be like, "Do you guys have battle toes or rash or whatever?" And you can't actually be pissed. It's so bad. I haven't heard it yet. Um, I'm, I think. I'll, what's I'm your story again? Uh, I, I'm I'm in the some no 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 stop <laughs> don't you dare. 
Um, oh yeah, I won't find. I won't find out. It's somewhere so. in South Jersey. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> I will call. But yeah, they're they're actually it's interesting because I saw him and I was like, oh, he's so out of place. He doesn't belong in the game. And everybody says he's perfectly fine in the game. I'm like, well, yeah, he probably plays well or not. And come to find out, I got to try him out about uh two two or three weeks ago. That character's broken, man. Literally and also, I guess, literally, like every aspect about him. He's not groundbreaking to the point where you pick him up, anybody can pick him up and just destroy somebody. But he is one of those characters that has kind of like some cool little gimmicky things, such as we were talking earlier about um, he's able to use his, I'm just going to call it a cruiser or bike cruiser. Uh, he can glitch it pretty much to stay on the screen and uh, do some really wonky stuff. Overall, do I think he's tournament play? I don't think anybody really cares. It was kind of like an end of the season character, just like Almin was, and mm-hmm. you know Shadow Jago and stuff like that. So he's kind of just for fun and to kind of get people to go, ah, oh, let's pay money for this game and try to enjoy ourselves a little bit more, which I think is perfectly fine. We have to have games that do that. And I think KI is doing it really well considering they put out like four or five characters almost every single season and they spaced them out. But I have heard a lot of talk that people wanted to have all the characters just in one bundle. So kind of going into that season three is coming out around March, 2016 and it's going to be cross platform. So Yep. Yeah. So we're going to be seeing, you're going to be seeing more integration between playing Windows 10 and Xbox One users, which is, you know, because Windows 10 is still fairly new and there are plenty of games that are trying to integrate that whole, because now you're adding a whole other set of people you can now play and now that you're kind of connecting your communities now instead of being separated from like, oh, I play it on, you know, I play KO on PC, but like I play it on Xbox One, we're not going to be able to play each other. Now it's, that's not going to be the issue come, come you know, uh, March 2016. Yeah, so far. So, oh. uh, but also in season three, Kim Woo was confirmed. Yeah, pretty much. You could see her silhouette. You, you just, she's just there. We know she's there. They've been yep. waiting, and a lot of the KI community is like, "Yeah, I'm dropping my character for Kim Woo." Blah blah blah. Yeah, it's, it's, the, like, it's that new blood hype. Everybody you know does. She's gonna everybody suck. Does it. You think so? I I, I want to pin that they're gonna underpower her, and they they're gonna be like, "Oh crap, we messed up." Well, let's buff her. Up. And and although Iron Galaxy does do a great job balancing all their characters and also starting all their characters off super broken. I think that's which I think every game should do. Um, they've done a great job actually, just balancing all the characters and not completely making characters unviable. Like a lot of people said, Sidera was unviable at one point. She's perfectly fine. They found more tech. That's what you have to do. You can't expect to not find more tech for a character. But there are supposed to be, I believe, two characters that nobody knows about. They did say there was definitely going to be one brand new character, but. Overall, people have been waiting for the season three. They've been waiting for mainly Kim Wu. And I, I think this is kind of going to be interesting if they just roll all the characters out at once or delay each one by one, you know, one by one. And I think people want all the characters at once. They'll pay for it. You know, it's not something that you want to really wait for. And I totally agree with them. Yeah, I mean, that's why those, those uh, Game of the Year editions have been so popular. You know, like most cats, like, unless you're dedicated... Like you'll buy maybe the, the the vanilla version, but then if you know, I mean, it's rare that you'll see you'll know that a game of the year will happen. 
but most of the time now with like DLC happening so often and it, it's kind of become a very viable thing to have for your game because it keeps the longevity of it going, keeps it fresh, keeps more people coming in, might find new favorites, might have people stick because of the new content you have in it. Um, yeah, so Game of the Year versions tend to kind of be better. Also, just value-wise, just by the money. Like, you tend to pay, like, in relation to how much you would have paid for getting the downloadable content right away, but... If we're talking competitive scene, it doesn't really matter because a competitive person will always have to buy it right away so that way they can stay in the loop. Very true. Um, so yeah, that's KI. And uh speaking speaking of the new new, you know, keeping things fresh, XRD is definitely keeping it fresh, but keeping it fresh with an old classic jam uh has been announced. So praise to the anime gods, uh your favorite Kung Fu. She, is she Chinese? Is she considered Chinese and she is, um, right? In, yes. In, she has right, the yeah. frying pan and everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically XRD is, you know, this is this is XRD's Chun-Li. So Jam came out. She looks great. Like, from the announcement trailer, um, looks great in the new system because a character like hers, like, she has, like, a lot of floaty, fluid-type movements, so her animations tend to be, like, very vibrant, very organic, and especially because she has, that like, those long sleeves. So she has, like, those those, like, when she punches, it follows through, so you actually kind of feel for it. It looks. She looks really good. She looks hype. Um, she looks fast too. Uh, I, so, I don't know. I, I I just want to say I personally feel that like I've never been a big fan of Jam. This is the first time I actually say I would like to play Jam. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, they've said if Jam is going to be in the game, who else can we expect to be in the game? I know they're doing a poll as well for yeah. you know top characters to be in the game. And as I said before, Bridget is getting put in the game most likely just because. He has the highest votes so far. So we might see Bridget. We might see Dizzy. We might see a lot of characters come back, just like how Jam and Johnny or Johnny came back. So I, I personally want to see Biken come back so I can actually win. So that would be nice. Oh, God damn it. I forgot. I forgot to yell at you. Why? Don't yell at me. Don't <laughs> yell at me. We'll get to that point. You can save it. <laughs> damn it. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um uh so yeah. Jam got released and then on top of that uh, re- uh releasing Revelator has released, guys. It came out August 25th in arcades in Japan. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Not over here. So, yeah, if you if you if this seems like a shock to you going like what? It released on the 25th. I come I haven't seen it in my local GameStop. It's because right now the Japanese uh, arcade scene is the ones that are enjoying it at the moment. Most likely, we will see a, a a port over here, but currently, right now, they're ahead of us. So, yeah, I would like you're to gonna see you're gonna see a lot of gameplay. Like when it was released, I think they had like a a, a five hour stream like archive of all the new gameplay. Uh I, I would like I, to see Dave and Buster's take it take it into their their home of uh games. Considering they've taken Pokemon and they've taken Tekken Tekken Seven into their under their wing. Why not they just have, take right? XRD and take everything else that's gonna come out over there? And then everybody has to go to Dave and Buster's like then, just then, three, four hours then, away. And then, it, then there you go. The Tekken and anime scene could flourish in a, in a nice corporate environment like that. Yo, is that a million dollar idea? I, I think it is. Honestly, throw it nice. inside a big, you know, take cool, take like, two, put in there take two communities, take two communities that don't have a lot of places to go, and then make it at every Dave and Buster's. They'll get business. They'll have a scene. True. Yeah. Or go. Chuck E. Cheese. I, I like I like pizza. In the in the ball pen. Oh man, we're grown ups here. Get... We get we need beer. Oh, I'm sorry. Drinks. I I can't jump in the ball pen and get pink eye still anymore. That's that's not the cool thing to do anymore. 
No, most definitely not. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, so XRD got some, you know, awesome announcement and, and a release and blaze blue, you know, the, the predecessor to XRD. And now at the, at the same time, it's like, it was the predecessor it first, when it came out, it was what the successor, then it became the predecessor. Now that XRD came out. It's so, so bizarre. Yeah. It's so weird. I, a, um, a lot of people think of blaze blue as their as its own entity, even though we still look at it and go, Oh, this is basically guilty. It gear. was guilty gear for the next gen. When it first came out, that's what everybody <laughs> thought. Everybody was like, yo, it's the new guilty gear. Because Guilty Gear wasn't, yeah. it was, you know, we weren't getting anything. Oh, that's so true. We we were getting, you know what we were getting? We were getting rehashed old Guilty yeah. Gear games. Revelator, like, uh, not Revelator, Um, you're getting, uh, what is it? XRD, Double X Axle, or, you know, Plus R. Axe Core. It was just a go, little Axicore. bit much. I'm glad they didn't bring back Asuka, though, because that needs to stay buried in the ground. <laughs> the game's absolutely, you could play it when you're drunk with a bunch of friends, but don't expect much. That's all I'm saying. Hope. So yeah, Blaze Blue is uh having an update as well. Uh they just showed off two new characters, uh, which was Naoto Kurogane and Hibiki Kohaku. Uh Hibiki was the one that he kinda he's the one that plays like like Soul or is that is that uh Naoto? Uh to my knowledge it was Naoto that plays like Soul. Because his uh, last name is Kur- Kurogane. Kur- Kurogane, yeah. So it was Naoto Kurogana, who basically his playstyle looks he looks like he looks like a variation of Soul meets Ragna. And yeah, it really does. Like they mix both those characters together, and that's what you get. And I'm really curious to see he he has a lot of interesting move. Like his move set is really interesting because it reminds you of I hate to say it, it reminds you of Soul and Ragna, and all you're doing is just creating you're putting shit on the screen it's annoying it's like everything he's done is either safe or or he just they have to respect it and acknowledge it so yeah super it's one pressure. of those things yeah he is a pressure character um and yeah it, it, it looked good seeing him play and then we had the uh uh the other character hibiki which he's i guess he's from what i could tell like i uh the um the 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 stream video that was archived wasn't it wasn't japanese so obviously there was no translation and he it looks like he's from the same order as uh uh what's what's my man's name um oh, it's the tip of my tongue uh damn it this is gonna this is gonna like drive me nuts uh isn't it uh no what I'm thinking I think it's Jin. There we go. It's, it's Jin. Damn, there we go. I was thinking K. I kept thinking of his last name. Oh, well, I would have thought of K because he had white hair. No, not K as in like like King of Fighters. I'm talking <laughs> oh. from the game. Jin uh Kisaragi. Like he's from the same order as him. Um and it's funny because he looks like he looks like he could have been trained by him because like looking at the way his character his demeanor is He's fucking bland, dude. Like you know, he's got the Whoa. lazy eyes. Whoa! Don't don't talk about new characters like they're they're insignificant to the story that everybody totally loves, right? I, I'm saying my first impression of the motherfucker. Like that's all I'm saying. For all I know, this guy has like a dual personality that makes him nuttier than fucking Ragna. But True. that's that's not what I'm. I'm just saying first impression. You know what I think it is? I think the first impression is because. His move set is actually very bland too. I can see where you're going with it. His 
his whole moveset isn't as flashy as someone like Naruto's who like you see him you're like oh I gotta play him he's all like flashy like Ragnar and Soul and then you see he literally has Vicky. Soul's uppercut like he has Soul bad guys uppercut from XRD so we're like we're really crossing series now it is true but then again Ragnar has like the whole Soul bad guy setup like he has everything yeah he does he does he really does but well, that's what I mean predecessor yeah. and all that but yeah so um so Hibiki like his main thing from what I saw is uh he uses it looks like a pair of tomfas but they're like kind of bladed at the same time um and then he has some sort of like weird clone movement like it was very strange like he an can... after image and then like the after image has a hitbox and if you get touched with it all of a sudden he that's where he really is but if he misses that the after image was just that an after image so he's still behind i feel like he has a choice but mm-hmm. the way it seems like is if he does put you in block stun it will automatically go to you i think that's the only way they can make it fair because if he had an option you'd be like Oh, I'll DP here, and he'd be like, "Haha, didn't really want to go to you." Oh, yeah, that's a but that's, punish. that's a yeah. That's as far as we can tell. Um, by the way, the the new version of uh, Blaze Blue is Central Fiction. So yeah, there's gonna be changes to old characters. We have the new ones. We have a couple new stages. Uh, from from the from the footage that we got, new it, versus it, screen too. Yeah, new versus screen, and the art looks kind of weird. I like, don't want to say that's gonna be a finalization of the art, even though the game is pretty much making it it's i'm pretty sure already out in the arcades or getting tested no it's testing it's location um, te- uh, test footage right now i definitely think that artwork's going to change they look a little too cartoony and i feel that that's taking away from how serious the game was or is and can look and i don't think it's going to appeal to a lot of the americans the americans or rather the west coast so mm-hmm. i think that if they change it back to that more serious full body figure but not go too far into the japanese style where it's like guys look like girls too much i think it, yeah. i think they'll they'll sell pretty well over here at least won't be the answer to everything but it'll be a step in the right direction yeah. now speaking of steps we got smash and you know more about this to me but you know smash has gotten gotten a couple changes coming up so what's going on with smash right now okay so after after evo people were still kind of contemplating whether customs were going to be allowed. Obviously, the community was like, it doesn't really matter. We would like customs, but it seemed like TOs were really against it. So I guess the community finally got to one point where they're like, you know what? F it. We're just going to do it. No customs. So all across the board, uh, customs just are insignificant to the game now, especially because the newer characters do not actually have customs so far yeah. so it kind of just like why i why allow it if none of the, not all the characters have it so this is definitely something i'm slightly okay with but i as i've said you know as we've talked i don't like the idea of not having customs i think customs add a layer to the game where it makes people think a little bit more i think the rules have to be a little different because the whole being able to switch a character even if you win is a little absurd in my opinion still but on top yeah. of that I don't think any other game does that. No, like, it's the only game. Okay. The um, other yeah, thing that's on top of that is they've actually found a new form of wave dashing, which allows you to uh, extend your wave dashing, which it makes it look very similar to the melee style of L cancel dashing, L cancel dashing and mm-hmm. wave dashing in that game. So most people would know wave dashing as, hey, I'll hit like right on the stick and then I'll hit left and it looks really cool because it's like you keep doing it constantly a certain way. It is a certain technique that you have to practice if you do it, but there's a guy who 
extended it uh he made it a little bit more interesting uh and the thing that he changed that he figured out was he the best way i can explain it without confusing people is he extended the dash by doing another dash and canceling the second anim second dash animation the opposite way so all you do is get an extension to the dash so you have to do pretty much dash dash cancel dash the opposite way now i'm pretty sure this is still something that people are going to be working on they're not going to be like hey let's go start doing this at tournaments today even though it just came out i think it's going to be one of those things that people will practice on their own time you'll see it slowly get incorporated until people can actually utilize it to the maximum and that's kind of a really cool thing that you see that the game's evolving kind of back to what melee was hopefully not too much because we don't want to see melee completely get sh i mean you know you don't want to see melee go away because that's what people like to play but if smash 4 has it it might be something worth looking at it's evolving so much that it's devolving i got you yep pretty much so ah so smash getting more technical hey Add that, adding that to the artillery that the smash players already have like it's really a fighting game <laughs> Oh my head! It's too much of a technical game, almost as technical as MKX. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Awesome, awesome attempt. Uh, so yeah, MKX. Uh, <laughs> I had almost as much stuff going on in August as actually Street Fighter Five, which will be the next uh thing we're gonna cover. Um, but yeah, MKX. <laughs> first of all, first of all, it's a death in the family. Xbox 360 and PS3 port of MKX have been canceled. Oh, which it should so have been sad. done in the fucking first place. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I get it. It's It was coming out in that weird in-between generation leaps. Um, and MKX was actually the second uh, fighting next-gen fighting game for that was built for the system. Not just like a port like um, like, like Blaze Blue was brought over to PS4. Right? It was. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. I, it didn't make any sense when they announced. Oh no, we're gonna make a 360 and PS3 version. Like why? why? Okay. You're gonna like you're just gonna spend that money. You're gonna spend the research. I get it. NRS, you're trying to. Not everybody makes the leap, but that that was just like the game already looks amazing on the PS4, and then to dumb it down. I think it was more for the fact that they can possibly get away with spending less to get more out of it, considering a lot of people didn't have xbox ones or ps4s wanted to play the game and they saw that people were playing with friends and family lightly i use loosely i use family but... <laughs> yeah. here tim this is a fatality <laughs> oh it's your fucking heart that okay that's how old commercials for mortal kombat would have been they right? were yeah yeah but like now it's not like that anymore and that's so sad we got dubstep Every, everybody's but... everybody's too sensitive oh yeah dubstep that too i think it's i think it's kind of stupid that they even inv i agree they invested money into something that wasn't gonna, they still had to spend money to get to this point when they could have spent money to actually fix the PC version. Good point. That is a good fucking point, actually, now that I think about it. Um, I don't know. Uh, they, they, they're gonna have hot fixes for the, P, uh, the PC port like soon. But um, yeah, so that's at this moment, the 360 and the PS3 has been canceled. So good riddance. Not a lot of people that I know. Like, I didn't see a lot of Facebook uproar. Like, oh, my God, that's what I was looking forward to. Like, I don't think anybody really. They're like, oh, it's time to get a next gen. Yeah, basically. 
uh, as if like Metal Gear's out, uh, of course it's time to get next gen. You better have you better have next gen. You have no choice. Just so now. you know, somebody did pick it up for the PS3 and the Xbox 360, and we looked at them and said, "Why?" And we said, "You know what? Whatever. You're getting Metal Gear. That's all that matters." Wow. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I've never. I would never. But that goes to I- show. Yeah, that, game, that, that some games need to be on a newer console for the fact that people can enjoy it a little bit more. And I'm okay with the cancellation. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't have looked as good too. Like after seeing what it do, what it looks like in the PS4, like yeah. still, could there's you, no way they would have gotten that in in the previous generation. Could you imagine the Liu Kang stage, the one with the rain? I I always look at that as the Liu Kang. Oh stage. yeah, no, yeah, that, that one's would, insane. That would have been bad. I yeah. I would have just thrown it out the. That stage wouldn't even made it in. No, I, that's what I'm saying. Like it would have been like the old world, like. Uh, uh, cuts that they used to do when they made those ports. Like, did you remember um, that Deadly Alliance being ported to the Game Boy Advance? Oh yeah. Did you remember how garbage that shit was? Like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. want to say like, hey, NRS, you weren't gonna do a good job or anything. Obviously, they tried. You know, not, not. I know you guys tried, but still, like, come on, it's no, just, just leave Ooh. it at PS4 and 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 Xbone. I'm sorry yeah, to go on about this, good. but who are they targeting for that? That was not going to work. Like I said, it was just a weird release. It happens. It happens. Um, so, yeah, speaking of releases now, they actually are going to have a second comeback pack. So we are down. We are through basically the first set of DLC characters. Um, there have been hints throughout August. Uh, Ed Boon, you know, being just like, uh, what is it, Yoshinoro Ono for Street Fighter tend to hint a lot of things in, his, in, in the tweets. Uh, so right now we have Sindel, only because he had, he had put lyrics to a song about a girl screaming and stuff like that and waving her hair. So it was pretty um, pretty self-explanatory. And then he had one where it was like a, a picture of a cake mix, but it was called Purple Rain. And it was by the King of Cakes. Or what is it? Is, is that who it is? The King the king of Cakes, the guy over at in, in Baltimore? I'm going to just say yes to that because that sounds yeah. awesome. But yeah, it was his brand and it was called Purple Rain. And he took a picture of that. So kind of like... Hmm. Pretty obvious. So Sindel and Rain. Uh, I mean, Rain basically is in the game already. Like he might not have been optimized yet, but he was in the game. Like early on in MKX, you know, a couple of modders were able to unlock him and several other NPCs to play, and they had their own move sets and everything, which was pretty dope. Now, are they going to be zombies, or are they going to actually Sindel? Be, like, are they going to be undead or Sindel should be? I mean, it, it, there could be just like uh. Just like how Kung Lao is. Kung Lao is technically still an undead, but they gave him a normal costume as if he wasn't. Okay, that's fair. Remember, he, they gave him the old version, um, and then they still had the corrupt version as well. So chances are they'll probably do the same thing. Um, let me see. And then we have then we have the rumors, of course. like Just like the last combat pack in one of our actual, in one of the early podcasts that we did, we were talking about the rumors of uh, Predator being in, and funny enough, we were actually right. Um now the rumors are of Terminator being discussed because apparently they wanted Terminator in and Ed Boon supposedly had that conversation. So he doesn't deny it from happening, but he doesn't really confirm it either. You know, he's very, he's very good with keeping things, you know, a mystery until, until actual release. And then the other one is Alien from Aliens, which would make sense considering we already have Predator. So it would make some cool dialogue that, that doesn't make any sense. It's just going to be sounds. Hmm. I personally don't want to see either of them. I thought about who I really want to see in this game. I would only like Terminator if Arnold voiced it. That's really it. Like Arnold yeah. would have to voice it. No one else. Yeah. But yeah, who who would you like to see? Robocop. What? Stiffest character in the game. The flip are you wait, new or old? 
Oh, dude, old, of course. Okay, good. good. At least you answered that right. I was <laughs> like, I swear to God, if he says new, I'm cutting this no, podcast like now and I'm leaving. Not, never new, man. All old, okay. man. The one that walks goes like, I, I can't walk up the stairs. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Drop, what is it? Drop the girl, scumbag or dirtbag, whatever his line was. And he shoots, and, and, yeah, and he shoots the, the dude in his dick like between the girl's <laughs> legs and stuff. Yeah. Detroit, baby. Can you imagine Detroit, how- Detroit ain't too far from that right now. That would be awesome. That's all I'm going to say. That would be awesome to see in a game. When was the last time you saw a RoboCop in a game, man? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what? Good point. It's been a while. But okay. Um, all right. I, I pick one guest. You already picked your RoboCop. Now pick someone from MK. Someone from MK? Yeah, from the actual series. Oh, man. Um, I would like to see Boracho. Boracho? Is that, is that how you say his name? Boracho? Yeah. yeah. I would like it's to actually, see him. The, the 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 drunk yeah Lukang's master yeah, yeah. I would like funny to enough that, that funny enough that name borracho is a play on words uh for borracho which is a Spanish word for a drunk bastard or a drunk <laughs> idiot so awesome. it's literally like calling him a drunk idiot oh that's perfect I'm Spanish I, I I found that out last year I was like huh I didn't realize because they pronounced it weird but okay borracho well, I mean he's in it like it makes sense for him to be yeah. in it because he's actually in the story of it he's kind of cool he, too I always love this kid yeah um. Farts and all that good stuff. He was yeah. a joke character, but you know they could make him pretty a awesome. A little bit more serious because he is a drunkard. But what about you? Who would you want to see uh, a guest character and from the story? Guest character, I want to see. It's got to be something WB related. Because yeah. WB, yeah, because W right isn't a but predator. Was, was it Ro- yeah. was RoboCop WB? You know what? I could be wrong. Whatever. Um. All right. If I were to pick anyone, damn, that's a good, that good one. Uh, I. You know what? I would love. I know this is not gonna happen, but I would love someone from. I know I keep harping back from the DC world jump into Mortal Kombat since we had someone from Mortal Kombat jump into the DC world. Batman. Someone. So, but 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 here's the thing: they can't get that bullshit of no, he doesn't have fatalities. Or whatever. Even if it's a bad guy, if it's a bad guy, fine. Fuck it. Make them. If it's Doomsday, let them. Sh- let them shred whoever it's gonna happen. Let them pull the spine out or whatever. Let them mm. be real MK, not that down. No, it's Superman. We can't let the S get scratched. Uh, it's a logo, trademark, trademark. I'll sue your ass. Shit, like none of that. Like give yeah. them the MK treatment. I would love to see someone from the DC side. MK wise, smoke. Like I just oh, want dude, smoke. I, to- I, I just totally want smoke, smoke back, baby. I just want I want robot smoke. Fair enough. I mean, we haven't seen Cyrex smoke or any of them, so it makes yeah. Sense. We haven't seen any of the cyborgs. Funny enough, I mean, even though they were all inspired by Predator because of the dreads and all that. Funny yeah. enough, um, I would love to see smoke. Uh, and uh, yeah, that honestly, I think smoke would be my number one out of everybody. Jade's not coming back. That girl's dead. Okay. Um. Yeah, she ain't coming back. I'll she throw you for back. a loop before we get off this for a second. So there's possibilities of these characters after thinking about it. Okay, you have obviously you have your DC characters. Cool. You have Neo from the Matrix. Oh. You have characters from Watchmen. So keep that in mind. Oh, that'd be kind of kind of raw. I like that. No, some of those characters are pretty pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have we also have Free Willy. Okay. I don't submit much, but we also have Mad Max. Yo, you know what? It would be a perf. It would have been a perfect time if if the Combat Pack Two was coming out earlier. Mad Max with the release of the movie, with yep. the release of the game, 
it would have been the best time for that to happen. It would have been Mad Max Mania, but and, yeah, I could see that. That would have been dope. And I want to change. Like, like, like the, okay. uh, the original Mad Max or new one? I, I personally would want the original, but I think the new one just because he does have that more... Uh, Gritty. Dar- yeah, it's darker, too. grittier than the old and plus, one. Plus, like, Mel Gibson is a nut, so yeah. I don't think I'd, I'd want to hear him. <laughs> Anyway, like he's the, he's already. That you ever notice that he always skin. plays? He always notice that like, he always plays a guy that's like on the edge and loose, but like he doesn't seem to act too different. Like that's his thing. Every movie, and see that yeah. could be the thing though. Like you can have a skin that's the Mel Gibson, you know? Yeah, yeah. Get away with that. But I will use one last thing before we move on. If we real, if I really could change the character instead of RoboCop, because obviously I don't think RoboCop is WB. If mm. I could, I'm putting Harry Potter in the game. Oh my God! Next, yes. why? Why not, yo? Because it's Harry fucking Potter. He has no. If anyone Fatality. has to be there, it's Voldemort, not Harry. Well, think about this way. He doesn't fit Harry. that world at all. <laughs> That's even even the better reason he can get. He can bring back baby fatalities, man. Oh my God! Exactly. This is ridiculous. All right, case. next. So what we got for you guys is a lot of MK. Uh, you know, talks been going on because recently the new. There's been the inevitable dun dun dun. I wish I had the Q button for the fatality sound right here. Patch notes. So we've got a new patch. So that means now we got a new game, which means now we got a bunch of new buffs, nerfs, and bitching about the buffs and said uh, nerfs. I don't know. I like them all. I think everybody's kind of slightly broken, and that's where this game needs to go. Uh, we just everyone just be broken. I, like I'm not even gonna dive too far into the to the patch notes. I'm just gonna talk about it's two a lot. characters. It's a lot. Yeah. You guys, first of all, before we jump in, you guys can check out the patch notes at the community page at wbgames.com. So uh, it's uh, the patch was as of 8:31, 2015. All right, go on. Now I got to watch these two characters kind of like shit on everybody. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, Tanya has that glitch with the purple mist. It is broken 32% on a, off of a grab. It's, it's absurd. Yes, fix it. Make it 15%. I don't care what you do to it. Nerf it, cool. But I'm glad that it's in the game because we need more broken shit like this. Uh, like It reminds me a little bit of Injustice and how much more fun it was when people found some of these glitches. Uh-huh. But obviously they got patched out. But the characters oh, got yeah. buffed at the same time because of it. So with that being said, maybe it might lead to... Uh, something that we talked about a little bit at eight on the break this week. I, I just want to kind of sum it up, though. We said that the game is doesn't reward you for being defensive. So if it's not going to reward you for being defensive, these patch notes definitely reward you for being offensive. So it's like, hey, stop holding a button to block and play play like someone I personally kind of like got my playstyle from is Marlon Pie. He was very aggressive, and that was something big that a lot of players didn't have. They didn't understand how to not block. In Mortal Kombat, you're punished for blocking and being defensive for too long and or at all. And I think that with this new patch, a lot of the characters being so damn strong, it forces everybody to be offensive. So the other character I'm going to talk about real quick is just Devora. Devora has now an ability to, every time she hits you with one of her spikes, she gets a stack of poison stacks. So it's like 1%, 2%, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that makes her really good is say she hit you with the with her venom spray and it was 10% cuz they they nerfed it i believe it's like down to 10% or 12% off of a block or something like that now if she gets those stacks it can go up to like 30 30% 32 what? 30% yeah that's serious 
So like before, you used to just do fifteen percent max. That was fine. There you go. Wow. But see, that's the thing. It's all about how, and she now has a fifty-fifty after the venom spray. So she can go low or overhead, and those give stacks too. So it's like, or she could just down one you and force you to be like, oh god, I gotta eat a, now I gotta eat percentage on block, and also, uh, you know, if she hits me, I like this overall, and I think that that's how she was originally should have been played. Obviously, they can nerf a little bit of the stacking damage and maybe stack it only three times. But overall, characters need to start being readjusted like this. And I, I think, uh, personally, one of the characters I feel that can be adjusted is someone like uh, Jackie Briggs. She kind of got a lot of play in the beginning. And now she's not getting as much play. So see characters like that that kind of came out first and people were going to play need to get the buff. Keep everybody the way they are. Buff everybody else that needs to be buffed. Yeah, basically, like now it's getting to the point where we're instead of saying uh, like a straight line, maybe you'll get your eventual like a peak and then come back to the straight line. We're swerving up and down in the meta of the game uh, because of these patches. So now we're getting like, like how you said, we're getting characters like Jackie there. She might be seeing more play now. She's up to this point. She's just been she was played in vanilla and was like, oh, my God, uh, 11 frame normal. That's awesome. But then no. Like a twelve frame normal, that's awesome, or something like that. And then, but then Cassie was like, "Oh, I can beat everything she does with this one, pack one," you know. So then that right there killed it. Um, you know, some notable patches. One of the one of the most common patches that came out in the patch notes. It's like that I find it interesting is adjusted several regular attack collisions to hit more consistently on ducking opponents and in combos. So I mm -hmm. wonder if. I, I, I didn't notice it a lot, but maybe it was happening and I didn't realize it, but maybe there were whiffs that were going on in the game. I can think of like maybe two matches that I think a whiff happened for no reason and maybe this collision thing was the issue, but this was actually in most of the cast was getting adjusted for that. Um, so there might have been a small issue, but then we have, we have things like uh, Kenchi, you know, down forward, uh, his down forward kick now hits low. Jax, actually Jax, all he had was that actual adjustment. Um, Jason had a couple of changes as well. I, everybody had changes. I'm not saying, I'm just pointing out a few. Uh, Kung Lao's Bustle got a small buff. His Tempest, which is, you know, the, the flavor that everyone was playing, kind of got the damage scaling changed after the hat spin and also like the pushback. So the pressure might not be there as much. Uh, let me see. What else do we have? Like Predator, Quan Chi, Raiden. Like, every, like I said, everybody got hit with a lot. Reptile, I think, is becoming much more viable. We're going to see, I think we're going to see a lot more Reptile. Uh, because he just got like uh, some good buffs, but at the same time, his deceptive uh, stance, which I think was the one that wasn't being used as much, it, it got uh, reduced frames on a lot of things that made him unsafe. Some some patches, like the ones that they did to Sonya, which I have no fucking idea as to why they did it, but they they, they kind of nerfed her. I'm like, okay. And then Sub-Zero Grandmaster, which was the only variation that only had like one changed to it actually adjusted the validity check to the ice statue which was like a big issue for every sub-zero player ever since like the beginning of the game uh but yeah just a whole laundry list I, the one i found interesting was that tremor got changed up so much because he was such an experimental character like he was like yeah. the last one of the last dlc characters so if he didn't work out if he didn't see a lot of play they were going to adjust him which i was like i already saw that coming so yeah they adjusted the hell out of him too so yeah just a big list everyone got hit or mostly everyone got hit. Uh, but we're going to definitely be seeing a lot of changes in like the characters. I don't think we're going to be seeing many like spec op Cassie's anymore. 
Uh, we're gonna see, like how you said earlier, Devora Venomous, which wasn't the one that was used a lot. I think might be might be uh, used more. Aaron Black, his Gunslinger one, is gonna be used a lot more. Uh, oh, well, yeah, so you're gonna, yeah, see, we're gonna see a lot of variety. You're also gonna see a little bit less uh, Bone Shaper. Uh, well, not a little less, but like Shinox definitely got a little bit of a nerf. That's really good. But... He was getting suddenly buffed though, like yeah. understandably. Like he was actually getting buffed behind the scenes and. You know, he got really good, and then I yeah. think now they noticed they were kind of taking him a little too much, and they're now just... I, know, even even though one of his moves went from a negative 7 to a plus 2, you know, whatever. I only have one negative thing about patch notes, and, mm -hmm. and that's, um, well, two things. One, I don't like secret patch notes, and we've talked, no. we always talk about this, like how right now NRS is like the biggest offenders of just fixing stuff like it's okay to fix a you know to minor adjust something and then tell people later on or not say anything at all and let people figure it out but when you have a community that plays and focuses and everybody's playing it it's not like a niche little niche game where some people aren't going to notice it who jump into the game and the people who are playing are going to notice it and be like oh well they didn't really care well this game is pretty pretty damn big and people are going to notice Huge when legacy yeah like if you didn't tell me that Scorpion's towards uh, what it's uh fo forward uh two back punch. No, nah, it's forward two, forward two, which is his overhead. If you didn't tell me that it's seventeen frame startup from fifteen, I probably eventually just get fucked because I like using that move. That it's a good move. Now my bigger problem is when uh something like the wording is off, such as towards back punch now low crushes and 17 and has 70 frames i feel like when you say low crushes that doesn't make any sense you have to kind of reorganize the way you say it that's a big another big thing that nrs does is they don't know how to kind of word their patch notes they've destroyed that a lot and it, it you can see it in sub-zero when you look oh, at yeah. all his stuff um such can as now two in one cancel out of towards back punch a back kick, back punch, throw forward, kick. Nobody knows forward. what that means. I, I have no fucking clue what the hell that means. I was like, by the end of the sentence, I was like, the fuck is a two-on-one cancel? And 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 how come now he can do it and he couldn't before? I don't know. I think, you know, NRS needs to double check, you know, do a layman terms one. Like, they should do a patch note, like how they normally write it. They're just layman terms. Like, it could hit higher now. Or, or they can do what most companies do, <sighs> is they will stop patching like crazy well that's one thing i'll say either stop patching or make video patches there you go i mean yeah they're they're already like very those. present on the stream they do it all the time i know i know they do touch it every once in a while like when a patch does come out like before it could do this but like really explain what you mean yeah i like i said just make video patch notes i don't care if you leave specific patch notes out make video patch notes making video patch notes for any game is 10 times easier. I'm not saying I don't want to read. I like having this next to me or in front of me to know what I'm, you know, what's changed. But when you make a video patch on top of that, it lets people physically see what the actual difference is. When you say something like can now two and one cancel. We sat on Tuesday night and for about two hours question what the hell two and one meant. And the only thing we could come up with is either during the move you do it you can cancel or after and i personally still don't know to this time to this day it's it's fucking what it's friday practice no it's saturday 
and we, we, we learned about this on Tuesday, and we still don't know what it is. Yeah, it's been uh, almost a full week since the patch. That's the problem. Yeah, well, NRS, if you're going to take anything, if you're listening, boom, get those eyebrows clipped, and uh, definitely double-check the writing. It should have been all time for Street Fighter. I fucking hate MKX. <laughs> like, I hate it, but I play it. Oh god, it's, it's understandable. Dark Souls all over again. It's like Marvel for me. Oh god, I know, right? All right, so yes, now we get to the the meat and potatoes. Street Fighter Five has had immense coverage in August. Not only did they make all recently also make a a splash at PAX uh, last week, but before that, um, they had a lot of releases. Uh, and um, yeah, we're just gonna go right into it. So, your favorite Spanish ninja has been announced and has been shown that he is in Street Fighter Five. So, Vega in the states, Vega and everywhere else, he's Balrog. Uh, has been announced for Street Fighter Five, and he looks awesome. Okay, three favorite things about him right now. Go ahead. Okay, one, I love the fact that he is actually a playable character who doesn't suck. Yes. Most people are like, oh, he's not, he's not bad in the original. No, he sucked, all right? Compared to the rest of the cast, who was playing Vega? Two people in the world in the, com- in the actual competitive community that were doing well. I would say one, technically, if you want to be honest. Maybe two. And they were probably playing other characters. Two, I think that his design is absolutely amazing, and I would like to see them bring a stage back specifically for him to be able to jump on the back cage. Why? I don't cool. know. It'd be just cool. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be good. To, it'd be good to finally have that. Like only the. Uh, I thought only the. Uh, no, only in this stage. It's Street Fighter Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and Alpha. He could do that. And my third thing. Mm-hmm. I would love. I, I. It's not even. I would love to see it. It's. I love the fact that he actually has combos that can be supered into, and he does good damage. Like. Yeah, I'm he not, does, dude. He does really good damage. I'm not even a Vega player, and I felt bad for them because. He was so much work, and now I love that he can throw the rose into you, and you get hit, and it's a super. Like that's awesome. It's a projectile for him, and you have to be wary of it. So. Oh uh, yeah, I got yeah, I got hit with that. Exactly. See, and I, I just think that Vega right now is going to be a good character, and I'm not mad that he's in the game. His crouching fierce is like, dude, no joke. Like they've said, like in some instances, half screen. That's crazy. Which is ridiculous. I mean, obviously, guys, this is. Mind you, everything that we say in the podcast before Street Fighter Five gets announced could all be changed. This is beta. Uh, he's not a charge character, but they've even said it. Our Combo Fiends made a statement that we're just playing around with Vega not being a charge character. At this point, he could become a charge character by the time the game comes out. You know, right back to his roots. He's always been a charge character. Uh, it might change. It might. He might stay this way. We're not sure right now. But he was released. He looks awesome. Um, and he plays good. Like, yeah, I, I like I like uh, what I'm seeing. Um, like even more what I saw when uh, the, this next character was announced, which is Rainbow Mika. Yes, our Mika's finally, finally, after being teased way back in like Street Fighter X Tekken with that, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the bear? Oh, dude, I don't even know the bear. Oh, Akuma? Aku- no, Kuma. Uh, no, just Kuma. Sorry, I just said Kuma. Oh, Akuma's uh, that other guy. Uh, <laughs> Kuma had that weird costume where he wore Armika's like a, ha- a wig and her outfit. Yeah, if you yeah. don't remember, dude, this was way back. Like, oh no, like teased it, and we're like, oh my god, an Armika finally. No, is her name really Rainbow Mika? Yeah, it's Rainbow that Mika. That's absolutely... her. That, that's her uh, wrestling. It's like it's like E Honda, Edmund Honda. Yeah, you know. See, but that sounds more realistic. Her name is just a. What is well, her Ray- real name? That's the question. I hope they tell us in a story. 
Yeah, I gonna have to do some background check. But yeah, the last time we've seen this character was back in Alpha Three Days. So this is way back. She is not a new character for those that are new to the scene. She's not new. Those are only her her only grassroots. She's basically a girl who was a big fan of Zangief and went on to her own journey to to learn wrestling and all that good stuff. Dude, she's got the Stone Cold Stunner. That is her um, V trigger counter. Or something like that. Yeah, like you, you, you do that when you have full trigger, I believe, and you counter their move. She stone cold stunners you instead of using V trigger, which V trigger for her is very, very interesting. She activates it, and nothing happens until until you press until you press a button. When you press a button, then her wrestling partner comes out. Depending on what button she presses, she can go overhead, low, or behind you, or something like that, and she could then juggle. She actually has like the first uh, ground bounce juggle kind of like in X Tekken where you bounce, but then she can actually combo afterwards, which is really sick. Um, it's a really great pressure tool. I saw it like you can do it in a match where like you got your opponent close to chip or something or you need to advance. You can trigger that from full screen. And now you have that entire screen that they have to respect because whatever button you press, that other character is going to come out and hit them and counter hit them before they even get a chance to do anything because there's no hurt box on that character. She's just going to hit you. To my knowledge, if people didn't know, you can't chip the you can't chip people out in this game. You can't, no. So, um, keep it's that just, in mind. It's, yeah, it's just like you can't use it to chip out, but it's a good tool to advance. Very good tool. Um, I managed to use uh, to actually play her. I was out at Seattle at PAX Prime 2015 the day after they announced her. I was there for press for MASH, and they had the booth right there lined up with her loaded up on it, man. Dude, she's got great footsies. She has incredible damage. Um. In terms of anti-air, not a whole lot. She has like two options, I think. Even though one option is insanely good, it's kind of almost as good as uh, Doll Sims. Uh, uh, what is it? Back for uh, back medium kick or back oh, fierce that or one? back roundhouse? Really? Yeah, that knee. But it's like a headbutt and and uses her full like her height of her character. Does she actually? I wonder if she gets uh, upper body involved when she tries to do it. I don't know, but I I, I stuffed I stuffed a jump in Vega roundhouse, so um, it's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, she's she's been introduced. So everybody in the community is pretty stoked about that. Oh no, I think was pushing really hard to put her in, uh, because in this time now, like a lot of people tend, even though she came out and there was some backlash about it, we'll get into that in the random section. Um, I think it's a great thing for her to be in it because she's like a character that's very over the top. She's like the epitome of what I don't want to say the epitome of what Street Fighter is, but she is a good addition to Street Fighter. She was uh, you know, she's just like over the top. Uh, she's about fighting. She's about her dreams. She's about you know all that good stuff. She has a story. She has you know background in the game, so it's gonna be really cool to see her in it. And her super is just ridiculous, um, you know, the ass cheek pinch thing into the ground between two chicks. It's just like I, when I saw that, I was kind of like, okay, okay, oh no, like you, you, this guy, just pushing the boundaries. Well, I mean, he was, he likes awesome the character, so you can you yeah. can't really blame him. He's been wanting to put her in the game, so. I mean, personally, yeah. after CBS two, uh, she was she was okay in CBS two, so I can't really complain about her. She was in CBS two, correct? Yeah. I don't I don't count like I don't count CBS two because it it's always mix. like th yeah that was a mix that was a collaboration. I'm talking about like it was just straight Street Fighter. She's only been in Alpha three. Yeah, that's CBS two. She was good too. Um, and now, uh, we move on to actually one of the rumors that we're hearing is that actually we even called it a long time ago as a possibility is that Ingrid could be in the game. If she is, 
I hope she is because she's gonna flesh out a lot about like what Bison is power, the psycho power, and stuff. Because we're seeing that we uh we're hearing about what's his name, Nicole. What, what's yeah. his name? Nicali. Nicali. Yeah. That he supposedly is like he's part of a race that like a primitive race that might have been the first ones to harness the Sasui no Hado, which is the power that Akuma draws his strength from, which is why he looks the way that he does, and you can see some similarities in the way he powers up and how he looks and how he acts. Hence, maybe so, the reason why he can't get out of his V trigger. Exactly, oh. exactly. So so we might like, you know, we might see like some actual real lore, heavy lore in Street Fighter Five, which I'm hoping so. And Ingrid if her inclusion in it, it's gonna be like it's gonna add even more because they hinted a lot and explained some in Alpha Three, which is where she's from as well, just like uh Armika. Um Well she was ported. She was actually in a port of it. She was originally in like Capcom All Star Fighters or something like that. It was like Let's a really it was like, about that game. Yeah, it was like one of those games. Like she, she was in it. So she, and so kind of just summed up real quick. She was actually in two games. So she was in the Alpha Three for the PSP. The, yes. The, that one that came out. That's where she I, got her first showing. Um, it was really cool because she like had a really good moveset and they kind of tried to explain lore, but they really didn't. And then she came out in Capcom All Stars, which was I mean Capcom Fighting Evolution. I thought Fighting Evolution be- was before the PSP. Mm-mm. I don't think it was because even if it was, that we don't we don't. But yeah, it actually was before, but we don't actually add it to the timeline because that game sucked so badly that people people would give it to you, and you would t- you would tell them I don't want it. That's how bad the game is. But I digress. She's in both of them, and they kind of don't tell you her lore unless you go to look it up. And I just want to say real quickly, I would love to. Re- this is the first time. I'm willing to sit down and actually play Street Fighter or rather a fighting game strictly because of the storyline besides playing Blaze Blue, which I felt it was like the only one with a really good storyline. This is probably the only fighting game I actually want to play for the storyline a little bit more than just playing the game, which is a little weird. So it was Capcom fighting jam, by the way, that's the game she was from. Ugh. Yeah. It just puke all over. Um, but yeah, so yeah, though, like you know, we've we've speaking of characters, like um, they've also announced that the way the game, I don't know if that's this is gonna, this could possibly change by the time it's released, but right now, there's gonna be eight classic characters, uh, four new characters, and four characters that have been on hiatus. Basically, what that translates to is eight characters that you would expect to be in a Street Fighter game, which already we're seeing a good amount of them. It's Ryu, Ken, Chun Li, Bison, Vega. Uh, do we actually have any other ones from the classics besides them? So they said we're getting no. That's five. Okay. Yeah. So we're we 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 need three more characters that we kind of see are like you know central characters to Street Fighter. Like you can't have a Street Fighter unless these characters are in it. Guile. So we're so expect three more releases on that side. So you know we might see a Guile. I don't know. We already got Nash. Nash counts as one of the characters that have been on hiatus. So does Armika, and so does Birdie. So that's three right there. So we expect one more character from. Some of the series that most likely isn't from two. Uh, uh, to 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 round that four count. As long as they don't put in the the cami clones or rather the twins, Jun and Jun and Julie, I I think we'll be fine. Just because I don't think they need to be brought back in the game, considering they're basically DiCaprio. So they made their reappearance, just in a different character. Yeah. Um. Me just reminded me. Yeah. There you go. In cami. So actually, we have six classic characters already showing up. So we might be. We're gonna be getting two more. Uh. We're not sure who. 
like these are characters all from Street Fighter Two. Like, well, if you count Cammy, she's from like two Hyper Fighting, right? Hyper Fighting yeah. or Turbo? I think it was Turbo. My bad. I think it was Turbo. Turbo. Um, from back in the day. So we expect two more from there. We need three more brand new characters. So we're talking another set of new guys. Just like in Street Fighter 4, how we had Viper, Abel, Rufus, and Fuerte completely new characters. I guess four is like the magic number that Capcom is going with. Now, oh. now here's the question. Are the Street Fighter 4 character cast, are they considered classic characters now? I don't know. That's the funny thing. Oh. I was thinking about it myself. I'm not sure. I mean, Viper got very popular. I mean, we're talking about lore-wise. Viper was based off of what the Japanese uh, companies thought would be a good American character. If you didn't know the backstory, that's why she's designed the way she is. So maybe they might include her. Um, don't know. Uh, Rufus. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about outside of competitive play. In competitive play, everyone loves Rufus. Uh, loves seeing some Z Viper and Abel. And Forte was just recently, you know, because of the hype behind um, uh, some of the players that are playing him. But I don't know if they're going to be considered classic. It's they're still too fresh. It's only been one iteration. Well, what about Jerry? Jerry was in oh, true, Street Fighter bad. Four. Yeah, Jerry, correct, correct. So, um, she might, she might be considered a classic. I still don't think it's not a. I think when they think classic, it's back to like the Turbo days. So we might see either. I, I think we're going to see S- Sagat most likely. Um, he's just true. a well-known Sagat character. Sagat would be a so. good character. Yeah, I mean they already got Vega. I mean I don't know if they're going to put. They shouldn't put the other. You already got Vegas. You got one of the guys that are already working for Bison. Um, Then we have Balrog and Sagat left. And if they use those two slots just to add them in, eh, I don't think it would work out too much. Because that's like four bad guys to four good guys, I guess. But eh, as I said, I would love to see soccer come back. So as an actual, like, you know, like a different character. I know somebody that's aged, that. somebody that's learned, because Sakura yeah. should be in her 30s by now. She shouldn't be a schoolgirl anymore, even in the timeline, the obscured timeline that is Street Fighter. So, like, wait. Seriously? Would it be Sakura or Buki that comes back? Because they're both around. They've spent a lot of their time in the actual games, mm-hmm. being the same age the whole time, but do they throw them both into the game, or do they throw just, one of them? I'm just waiting for a third strike character. It's either going to be Urian, Alex, or Sean. Now, depending on which one they pick there is uh, because, it, like, I don't think they're going to put... If they're going to put in a third strike character, I don't think Ibuki is going to be put in. Um, okay, that's we, fair. we already had our fill of her, like... And Makoto, mentally, so. and, and Makoto, yeah, exactly. And Dudley. Yeah, yeah, as a matter of fact, damn, we actually got a lot of... And Yun, and Yang. We got a lot of the third we, strike guys already we, come back in the previous one. So these... And these are guys that are favorites. Sean, a lot of people like them. Don't, don't get me wrong. He wasn't the best, but he was, you know, he, he was a crowd favorite. Uh, Alex, big crowd favorite. Everybody, there was fake leaks of him being in Street Fighter 4. Everybody wanted Alex and then Yurian because it's Yurian. Actually, Yurian's already been shown in the comic book of Street Fighter 5, like with uh, talking to Nash because if you look at Nash, he's got the same jewel that, that Yurian and um, his brother has. Uh, so, you know, we got Gil. There we go. That's his name. Um, so, you know, there's, there's definitely some chance that he could be intertwined in the story behind Nash, which we haven't seen in so long. I just thought about it. One character that we did forget that has to automatically make a comeback considering you, we've talked about Nikali being one of the originals. Um, I think Akuma is definitely going to be a classic oh, character. Akuma is definitely coming in. People are going to be pissed, but at least the characters are playing differently. I mean, Everyone's like, oh, Ken and Ryu, but Ken plays his hurricane kicks. Like, he's got his moves are different. 
um, they play very differently from you know being just a straight up clone of each other. Yeah. Uh, so Akuma obviously he derives even more from them. He's got his demon flips. He's got his air fireballs. Who knows what he might have learned or has developed since then? I mean, maybe he'll have some secret. You know, the third like the third strike version of Akuma. He actually technically always had three supers, no matter what. He had that down punching one. He had the de- He had the raging demon, and then he also had whatever super you pick. Maybe gonna, they'll give him something like that. I'm gonna take a shot here. at Metsu Hasatsu. If that's what it is, something like that. The one that he punches the ground. Yeah, he jumps up yeah. in the air and goes, and then comes down. That, the move that the if <laughs> if uh, the move if what's it called? Is it thirteen? Yeah, if yeah. thirteen like morphs back in between the character you just imitated 12. into that. Oh, twelve. Excuse me, twelve. There you go. Um, if he morphs back from the character that he just imitated, he can get one shotted from full health with that super. Yeah, that's 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 super. That's I would awesome. I would love that. Just be, just make it normal though. Just like if you get hit by yeah. that, you deserve to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um. So yeah, that's 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 what they've announced is so far. Um, they might change it. So we're looking at sixteen characters at launch. Maybe we'll get into twenty. I know they're looking into DLC. Um, I ha- I should really look back onto that list that we had at that podcast that we dis- discussed in the previous podcast. Because you know what? Because you know what? That list. I don't think that list was too far fetched. No, actually. I think it was very very. Close. close like yeah. as a matter of fact even the uh the announcement times or where they were being announced was close so i gotta double check i just hope akira is in it if akira is in it from rival school i'll be done i will fucking grind out street fighter 5 and be the best akira yeah okay i mean i already that. said i'm i'm definitely becoming the best cami because i'm watching all these videos and everybody's playing her wrong in my opinion Ooh, okay yeah i called right. it so 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 speaking of cami she's actually in the in the middle of a little bit i don't want to say a controversy but people bitching you know, it's what the FGC and gamers do half the time. Uh, DLC costumes were announced for Street Fighter V, which is awesome. Because now we got a new take. It's a fresh game, so we got new takes on certain DLC costumes. We got Manly uh, Ryu. We got, we got the boy Ru. He looks like a yeah. real wandering fighter now. Can't, why wasn't boy, that his original The boy original is lumberjack right now. The boy is lumberjacked. Explain to me why that wasn't his original look. I, I felt like the game was old enough for him. Like, everybody was old enough to get that look. Like... He was just like, nope, I gotta stay clean. It's like, look, dude, you're you're fighting everywhere anyway. Why are you back to the same look that you had for the past like, like dog, the 40 bottoms years. of your feet. The bottoms of your feet are darker than the soles of my shoe. Come on. Not even just that. Hado is supposed to make using Hado in general is supposed to make you age. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I, said, I never knew that. Yeah, with that being said, because it, it takes from life energy, regardless whether it's dark or regular, and it's stated in the in the movies and the shows, if you watch it, uh, they're like, it's a form of, of your life force. So you have to also be careful how much, you know, because they, they fight on that line, and that's why Akuma looks like a lot older and more darker, and plus Go can finally age too. Yeah. Um, these people are a lot older. So it's like Ryu, you've been like you're forty now. <laughs> Technically, looking at looking at the timeline, like I don't know if this this should. I, it's it's very early to see where the timeline of Street Fighter Five is gonna be, um, because it has to be after Alpha, after two, after four. I'm assuming I'm just taking a pot shot saying after four, um. So, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it. It'd be yeah, it has to be after three because if Urian's gonna be in it, and then we got Charlie in it or Nash, excuse me, it should st- eh, whatever. We'll figure that out later. But yeah, Manly Rue, the boy shirtless and got a beard. Actually, funny enough, this was a uh, this is no different from a mod someone came up with 
on the PC when they make the custom costumes, almost exactly the same. And I think the guy mm-hmm. that did it originally posted going like, Capcom must have been looking at, looking at my stuff. Because yeah. he really doesn't look too different. Uh, uh, it, honestly, it's just like even when we got a lot of the updated DLC skins for uh, Ultra, all, all of it's looking like mod modded PC stuff. But the question is, yeah, they have all these different outfits that they're coming out with. You know, you got the Bison one, you got the Ryu one, and Kami, and what was the other one? I think it was Chun Li. Chun Li. Yep. You have these four costumes. Cool. Now you're telling me I can only go to Best Buy. I can only go to um. What else is it? Best Buy, GameStop, Amazon, I think it was. and one Best Buy, other. GameStop, Amazon, and the PlayStation Store PC uh, digital download. What if I want them all? Well, <laughs> you just wait for the actual release, then pay 15 bucks, son, sucker. Yeah, see, that's why I'm not paying for skins. Only because this speculation about the Cami skin getting taken out, if it does get taken out because of how she looks... I will be really upset. No, no, no. I don't think the Kami skin is getting taken out. What's it's just, cha- just what's changed. So yeah, basically uh, um basically let's just run through the rest of the costume. So Bison looks like some sort of aging Colombian drug lord now. Um very festive, very colorful, and he's got a slick goatee that's pearly white. And then we got Chun Li with Homegirl kind of, you know, relaxing with her hair down straight up. Like this is actually I think this is like the only costume, official costume I've seen of Chun Li with her hair down like this. I don't think there was one like that in four. Nope. She don't got she don't got the head buns right now, man. It's kind of crazy, and she letting them them thighs just hang out. Not even in cross Tekken was there a skin like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Chun Li looks really good, and then like you were discussing earlier, so Cami, uh, has this really cool looks like punkish, uh, with air goggles, Air Force punk kind of deal like. She she looks good. It just it just works for Cammy. She doesn't have pants, so obviously it's Cammy. It works for her. But the big thing is that her face actually has been changed from the original Inception, like for her, for her character in uh, uh, Street Fighter Five. If you take a look at it when you get the chance, there's screenshots of it comparing what she looks like in the screenshots for the DLC compared to how she looks in Street Fighter Five. There was apparently an uproar as to you know. Certain people in the market, like uh, some of the Japanese uh, communities, didn't like the way that she looked. Her face was too angular. They preferred her bigger eyes, you know, kind of younger. Basically, you know, more of an anime type look, a little more idealized. I am so against it because I thought her original uh, look that they came out with in Street Fighter Five was good. She is a girl from England. You know, they, they, we all, we're all the same species, but we all don't, we don't look, we don't all look the same. All right. It's, it's straight up. It's just how it is. And, for it being such a big thing, I didn't think it'd be... It's, like, so petty. Like, come on, it's just a fighting game. You're going to be looking at her ass more than you're going to be looking at her face anyway. So why why bother? Well, I also looked at it. She does look a little... She doesn't look... old. She looks older in all the other games. Like, a little too old. I think in this game, she looks a little bit, like, younger, but more English, I guess you could say. Like, she looks like she's actually... Like, from that area. Yeah, like yeah. and she does have this like or like this look about her that makes her look dangerous kind of. Yeah, like I'm thinking that. And this one makes her look a little bit more fun, a little bit more playful like she's been doing this like at a young age. It's almost kind of almost like a young Cammy that's about to just like rip a new one into people. And I'm okay with that. Like we can't I don't think we should be I don't think this should even be a a, a real conversation to why they're giving so much negative feedback about a DLC costume. 
Yeah, I know. It's I know. DLC is supposed to be a what if in the first place anyway. Like, uh, hey, this looks interesting. This is cool. But, we didn't complain about Sagat being a tiger. Just saying. Yeah, right. You're just saying. But we're gonna complain about or, a girl. Or, or, or that or that horrible, horrible young Sagat DLC with that haircut. My god. No, but, that's, that's totally fine. You know, yeah, but like, yeah, I thought it was just really stupid they were go- harping about it. So now Capcom seems to have been forced to changing her face in that DLC costume. I don't know if it's going to be just for that costume, if it's permanent. This is still very early on, guys, but these these are the impressions that Capcom has gotten from the community. If Capcom's good, they'll, they'll give America this costume and just Japan will have nothing. Yeah, have nothing, Japan. You were thanks greedy. for the game, though. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for the game. Uh, so yeah, that's going to round out our game updates for this week. So we're going to segue right into our randoms of the FGC. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, randoms of the FGC is when we just talk about some of the small things that are going on here and there that are fighting game related, but it might not necessarily just revolve around a certain game all the time. It might just be something that's going on in the scene, going down with somebody else or drama in general. Cause you know, where there are plenty of people with different opinions, you are going to not only get arguments, but most likely drama, which is like, ugh, awesome to hear, apparently. So you can set it off, Meza. All right, so starting off with, uh, you guys probably know of Waifu Fighter 5000, as I refer to more than anything, uh, Dengeku Bunko Fighting Climax. Yes, it's a mouthful. You could just call it DFC. Uh, it is actually finally getting its release in America on... October 6, 2015, which is very interesting to just say for the most. It has a bunch of anime characters and it actually made it to America. Who's going to buy it? I don't honestly know who. I don't think anybody will buy it. So I only expect there to be like at most maybe 500 copies sold, maybe a thousand if they're lucky. Plus, they didn't get, they, it really didn't hurt them to even get the rights for these characters. So, hey. Maybe this is more of a profit for them than it is a negative. We'll have to wait and see when it comes out on the six. And yeah, I mean, I just I don't see where that's going. Why they even think that's smart to release it out in America? But hey, if there's anime people out there, that's a game to pick up. Following up, uh, there's gonna be Armika Hazing. She's gotten she's been getting this bad rep, and I I'm also to blame for that as well because I don't think she should be in the game. I think she is a a crap character. No offense to anybody who loves her. I think there's better character choices. And I mean, I can give you a dozen. Yes, I could say like Karen. I could say like even Adon. I could say Gen. Anybody else that's been a part of the series. I could say Sean. All these other characters. That Remy, whatever. But the thing is, they chose Armika. And with that being said, do we have to see another grappler after her? Because I personally don't feel there's a necessity considering we have characters that have command grabs and there's characters that also are... She's a grappler too. Semi-grappler or full grappler. No, she is She is a full grappler, dog. Okay. She has She has a grapple for every button. I just want to make sure because a lot of people said she was in the middle. So finally... I think I, I think she's a grappler. All right, so true full grappler. grappler. Well, well, that's what Combo Fiends even stated, that she is the first true grappler for the game. Okay, so... so we'll go we, off by him. We don't need any more geef. Yes, I said it. We don't... I don't, I don't mind having Alex. Alex isn't really a full grappler. He's kind of like Abel in a sense. Where, yeah, he is more like Abel. He'll yeah. hit heavy in, in, in other terms, but then he also has this crazy, you know, he has a command grab that you have to worry about. Exactly. So I think this is why kind of I'm a little pissed is because if I see Zangief in the game, I will virtually have to say which grappler is better. And mm. 
on top of that, I, mean, I think Armika was too much of a... She was kind of like a cheap shot when we wanted something better. I mean, you know like, another reason Armika's gotten a bad rep is... um, Like, Street Fighter, is, it's gone uh, how many years now? 26, 27 years? Or is it like 30 years now? I, I can't remember the actual date. Uh, is it like 1983? I think it was like something like that. So, not 83, but whatever. Anyway... It's been it's been going on for a long time. So the amount of characters and lore in the game, it's it it over that time that it's developed, you know. Um Armika came out and there was actually outrage from certain parents even, like going like who or you know, the, who this character is. This is like ridiculous. Like, okay, Capcom is not shy to showing, you know, idealizing women. Not to the point of say like DOA, not to say those guys are doing a bad job or anything, that's great. But um you know, the way that she looks, she is over the top. You know, her ass is hanging out. Not like, you know, it's too different. Cammy does that. You know, she's very voluptuous character, all that. And, like, things like her super kind of <laughs> kind of make it weird a little bit for some. Um, I think she's a great thing because she is, like, she's not like your typical, like, not like any of the girls in, in, in the fighting games normally are, like, your typical damsels or anything like that. But she's, like, this over-the-top character that's very empowering, very confident in what she does. And it's something that would be awesome to have in a game. Um, and yeah, I was very surprised at the amount of like actual backlash that she got for just being out there. So it's funny because seeing on the internet, people also the internet reacting to people reacting to her, like drew her like with nothing but like a cloth on, like a complete like blanket. You can't even see her face. It's like Armika comes, you know, there's a new challenger, and you can't <laughs> you can't tell what she is. Like, come on, guys, it's a game for one. Um, and it's like, she's been around, she's, she's, you know, alpha three, she's nothing new. It's not like they did it to exploit women or anything like that. She's just, no, like it's, she's a wrestler. Everything about, she is everything that entitles a wrestler. She's over the top. She is nuts. She's, you know, she's all about smack talking. That's why she has that, like that mic move and, and, you know, uh, she accentuates that in everything that she does. That's what her character is. So, you know, I, I say people should just, you know, enjoy. I feel like. I feel like I get mad about the character only because she came at the wrong time. And I feel like there's other characters we could have put there. But I don't mind that she's in the game. I think she's a great character. I just don't like the fact that she shouldn't have been in, like she shouldn't have been one of the picks this early. She should have been a little bit later. So I can I wanted to get my ooh ah oh my god, we got the character we've been looking for and then they could throw whoever the hell else they want in the game. Was, mm. So many people were excited about her, but then you had this mixed crowd that was just like, what the hell? Why are you putting Armika in the game? And I just to touch base on what you're saying, I totally agree with you on the fact that she's not really exploiting anything. If you want to talk about exploiting, let's go all the way back to DOA. But like that's the game you want to talk about for exploitation of women. And then when you come to Street Fighter, you guys go, all right, Street Fighter, we've known these characters at least for quite some time. Yeah, Armika wasn't really relevant for a long time. It's nice to see that she's in a game again, but I, I just still felt she was released a little too soon, and she could have been released with like another character to make you feel a little bit more like, oh, we got Armika and we got this character, you know, like kind of overshadow her a little bit. I hate to say it that way, but I, I guess it's a good thing for her to get in the limelight for once. Of course, of course. Uh, so, yeah. Um. So past that, uh, did we did we talk to the PS4 yet? I don't believe we have actually hit that yet. Uh, so the PS4 has become the just as a minor note, the PS4 has now become the standard. Uh, at Capcom events now, the only reason I'm bringing this one up is, of course, people 
we're talking about backlashes, man. At this oh, one, yeah. like when Capcom said this was what's going down, it, a lot of people were pissed. So, for those that don't know, Capcom Cup is, uh, events anyway are events that are qualified to give you points towards Capcom Cup, which is happening in December, which is like the new. I, the Street Fighter Championships, really. I mean, obviously, we have EVO, which are World Championships, but then we also have Capcom, which is just on part of that as well, just for that game specifically. So, recently, it used to be, you know, whatever system TOs had that, you know, were, yeah, it was approved and it's fine. And they obviously were having the right, the right build and all for the game. That's been changed. Now, it is all PS4, and there is no say about it. I think that it's... It's a good and a bad move. I think that the PS4 is more powerful. It does play better. It does play more. I would say, like, overall, it's better, but it's not. Like, there's still been a lot of minor things that were set off, even though they said they fixed it. On top of that, it's just a controller problem. Honestly, this controller business is has been beyond garbage. I, I can tell you from my experience that, yeah, if people go out to these tournaments... And, and they've never tried this before. They've never, for the first time, you know, hey, I'm trying out playing Street Fighter 4. I have this stick and I have this pad and it's supposed to just work. Yeah, that, that's not happening. That's, you're going to have to work a little bit to figure out how these things work. And they should personally, at this point, you might as well personally have somebody sit at the, sit actually at the, the station. The setups. Yeah, and okay. say, hey, this is how you do it. You're on first player side. You're on second player side. Let me help you out. Like you need a tech crew at like, this point. Like like who has a PS3 stick? Who has a PS4 stick? Yeah, I know. I I'm usually that guy trying to explain like the differences. Well, that's also not you know that the the driver itself is an awesome piece of software. Yes. You know, shout outs to the guys at Lab Zero, Mike Z, and all that. They're the ones that developed it. It's just that it got botched when it was brought to these other games by these other companies. Like like straight up, there's no apologizing in what I'm saying. Like you guys fucked it up. He even released a video, Mike Z, the one of the programmers for Lab Zero, explaining you don't you need one you can use one pad and then use two sticks for that one pad. Today it's like you need one pad per stick. Yes. And now you're just adding more cords, you're adding more sync you're doubling the possibilities of a syncing problem. Uh, you know, someone pressing the button, uh, instead of it being just one person, which say one pad to have done the original like the original way, like Mike Z showed it. Now because we have two pads, a worst case scenario with two PS3 sticks, now you're having double the chances of someone pressing the actual on button and then stopping a match, a tournament match, which is then is going to cause all these other issues. It's kind of what happened with MKX drop. So now with the PS4 being a standard, maybe they're trying to alleviate that a little bit, but in, in exchange, now it's bringing up the issue of people shelling out 150 bucks for another stick. Yeah, not um, worth it. And, or another pad, which sucks. Because right now, at, at this point, I think they're just now being released, like, you know, PlayStation 4 dongles or something like that, or little USB sticks that let you convert. Um, but as, as of right now, I haven't heard of any that are being allowed or being uh, banned. Because I think the Kronos was, like, one of the ones I think I had an issue back in the day. Yeah. I used to give input lag and would screw up, actually, both players, not just one. Um, so, yeah, the jump on the, for the PS4... Uh, uh, a version of the game, which, mind you, didn't have the most successful launch. So, at this point, I'm not sure if everything's been patched on. I'm assuming it is in working order. Otherwise, I don't know why they would ever even think about doing that. But, uh, yeah, doing that, uh, actually making it the, the standard, yeah, pissed off a lot of people. So, I mean, Street Fighter 4 is on its last legs anyway. Street Fighter 5 is coming up, so we won't be dealing with it for super, super long. But at the same time, you know, the fact that we have to deal with it kind of sucks. 
real quick, I know we didn't have this actually in our randoms of FGC originally, but I do want to state this. This is something that I think has to be stated. These games that are coming out in the future need to stop not having a tournament mode. That is like a big no-no now. It, your games are getting bigger. Street Fighter V should have a tournament mode. It'll be cool. And that's all I have to say. Oh, okay. Well, public service announcement there from Meza. Tournament mode needs to be in all games. Get on it, developers. So, uh, speaking of Street Fighter V, this is where we're having the controllers ordeal. Uh, we're actually we're going to skip the Dubai one. Um, Street Fighter V now actually has official controllers coming out with it. Mark Mann happens to have uh, of, of actually shown it at PAX Prime that, I, that it just passed a couple days ago. Um, like I said, they had a big showing at PAX Prime because Armika just got announced, so they had the first build there. And then also the Fight Pad Pro and the Fight Stick Alpha uh, was announced. Um, okay, the Fight Stick, first of all, is a budget stick. Like, like honestly, you know what? Not, it just, the thought just came across my head. That stick is actually going to get bought out a lot. What? You have you even seen the stick, Dre? Yeah, I've seen the stick. You want to know why it's going to get bought out? Because when modding is going to happen for the P for getting PS3 sticks to the PS4, now we no longer have to dis uh, dissect a, a DS4 controller, which is like 60 bucks and very easy to actually fuck up completely uh, just trying to get to the board. So if the Fight Stick Alpha is going to be any easier to actually take apart, you're actually going to see a lot of people pick it up just to take the insides out and actually sticking it into their own sticks because... Uh, on its own, it looks like a decent stick, but it's really a budget stick for the casual gamer. It's not meant to be for competitive, but then again, you know, if someone can take an old PlayStation 1 pad and use a couple converters and then win EVO with it, uh, i.e. Luffy, then, you know, anything, anything is possible. But the, the uh, you know, maybe Mad Cats is, needs a little more, needs to milk that, that fight stick money while they can, yeah. because, you know, last week, last time we checked, they were having some money issues. Markman is leaving, so you know maybe they didn't so, have time to work on any crazy projects besides they made the Street Fighter Five Pro sticks. But so Markman hasn't left budget. yet. No. Yeah. See, they Definitely. better milk the hell out of it the rest of this contract. Yeah. Or they're really gonna get screwed in a lot of different ways. Well, yeah, working like a slave. Anyway, uh, and on top of that, we got the Fight Pad Pro, which I think looks like an immensely good and impressive pad. Like, have you had the chance to check it out? I did get to see it. It, it was actually on the Event Hub's uh, front page. Uh, it looked pretty good. I mean, uh, obviously, I'm not really big into, you, you know me, I'm not big into pads. But it does look, it looks suitable. It looks affordable. So it's one of those things, you know, where, hey, if you're a pad player, then yeah, this is for you. It's definitely going to be something that, that is worth getting. Uh, it's yeah, it's gonna be the way to go. Um, I just like the form of it. I'm I'm actually impressed with uh, like cause I'm I saw the pad and I'm just trying to think as to how, you know, I, I've seen how pad players play. They put it on their lap like like a snake eyes for one. He puts it on his lap and kind of strums the buttons and all, kind of like a stick. And if you look at it, the left side is different. Looks like it's different from the right side. I could be wrong. It could be the angle, but the the right side looks like it's meant to be a little more form fitting. Since it's actually putting it on the lap like that, the buttons seem big enough. Uh, it's got pretty good placement. It, it looks good. I actually might scoop up one of those pads just to have, uh, with me. Um, I dig it. I dig it. The I, stick I like not the shape. so much, but yeah, the shape for some reason is really, really like, uh, like you know, it's speaking out to me. I don't know why. Maybe it's the cool edges, but 
looks dope. The only thing um, that, that makes me feel a little uncomfortable about this pad is the fact that a lot of people do grip with their fingers on the bottom coming to the inside. Or if some people claw. If you claw, I think it's a little bit better. But what I'm noticing is the start options and the select share are at the very bottom. I don't yeah. know how much that's going to affect people. But at the same time, I really, really hope they have a functionality on this on this pad that locks those things when when just, playing. Just like you know. just like in tournament uh, in the pro sticks go. that you see, it's like usually the lock button to prevent you from hitting start, select, or even the system button. Yeah, I, I would assume they will have it. It seems to be a staple in competitive play. If these are gonna be uh, used as competitive uh, tools, then they should definitely include it. If not, then. Yeah, then they, they know they weren't really selling it for the actual competitive consumer. Oh, yeah. Um, so, be, speaking of competitive, so now uh, Red Bull has picked up another player, because I know we were just talking about Snake Eyes, who is uh, on Red Bull. Uh, Bone Chan has actually been picked up by Red Bull, which is really great to hear, because that guy has been putting a lot of work uh, for, for a long time now, but more recently, he, he's kind of been showing up, you know, trying to take on all comers, been doing a good job. He won the Red Bull Kumite, I believe. Uh, the one over across the lake, the first one that they had. Uh, so, you know, shout outs to him, man. Good luck. The Red Bull, you know, reputable company. It's very esports centric. Uh, it's very extreme sports centric on top of that. So, you know, obviously, you can tell my man's definitely going to have his plane tickets paid and his, uh, and his uh, hotel rooms paid and maybe, you know, make a good salary and try to develop his career more. Uh, as he's, you know, playing with Red Bull. And plus, you know, Snake Eyes wouldn't be a bad training partner either. No, not at all. You know what's funny? He's been, Bonchan's actually been traveling a lot on his own money when anything. And obviously, like, from anything else that comes through donations or whatnot. But I, I've yet to see him have a sponsor for the past almost year. Roughly around um, a little bit before Capcom, Capcom Cup? about a few months before Capcom Cup, he wasn't with anybody. Or a little bit longer, actually. And it's kind of interesting to see how he's been going off as well as infiltration. If you notice, a lot of these people who don't have sponsors now, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be left Madcats, Razor, or anybody like that, they're waiting for something. They're waiting for something big, and I think that's kind of the hint. Like, infiltration hasn't been picked up by anybody yet. He's going to get picked up by EG. Calling it. Whoa. Forget Gamer B just got picked up by Twitch. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know if that's his sponsor. He's actually an employee oh, of Twitch. Yeah, he's an employee, he's actually, but he's employed by Twitch, so he's actually over there to expand the presence of Twitch in Taiwan because he's actually one of the biggest names, if not the biggest names in Taiwan, to do that. So very good timing for him. And yeah, I won't be surprised that now Twitch is going to send him out to places to also compete because then it's a good look for them. And it's a good look for him. So you know, sponsorships are starting to be a uh, an interesting, interesting aspect in fighting games. That's all to, when it gets good, when they sponsor a good player like that. But then when drama happens. We just need to have the, like these things that are like set I on know, cue for I that. Gotta, I got to put a memo in to get like all kinds of cool like sound cues. And then so that way we can press the button and it'll play. All right. I got to get that happening. I, I will. Though, I will. Trust me. But yeah, let's, let, let me talk a little bit about what, what's take, been going on. Take it away. This is this is this is. FGC drama, another chapter, as told by Meza. Go on. Okay, so as you guys know, females already have it bad within our community. They get shunned a lot. This is something that you really want to pay close attention to, especially if there's a girl who 
you know, if you're, this is for mainly top players, but you could still be careful. You still got to be careful considering, you know, they could go through any source. Mainly people who are, I would say fans, that are a little too much. So if people don't know, Smash community uh, is usually kind of like hated on, but they also like hate on other communities, but they also hate on their own community. It's really, really like this non-love-hate relationship. It's just mostly hate. Um, the company Most Valuable Gaming uh, kind of got into uh, some hot mess with Cynthia, Cynthia Bunet or Bunet. I'm just going to call it how it is. Uh, and she was caught up in a Super Smash Bros. scandal with uh, our very own Mewtwo King and also Ryan Rage's kid. And basically, to kind of sum it up, this girl embezzled loads of money. Like, I mean, loads of money. Uh, I think it was a little over $5,000 to $9,000 worth of team funding for the Florida team for Smash and, and other other teams and whatnot. And she was considered to be a manager for Most Valuable Gaming, MVG. Now, the thing behind this is you don't hire people who don't have any knowledge or information about what they're getting into management-wise. Well, the thing is, Mewtwo King kind of helped her get there considering she was having a relationship with him as he thought he was having. Uh, he actually ended up taking pictures with her, getting her onto the team for Most Valuable Gaming without actually having any real background in management, but that's what she was going to school for. She continuously would press on Mewtwo King to actually uh, send different, you know, kind of like take pictures with him, you know, send photos and other comments to her friends to show that she's actually, you know, friends with him. But um, the the bigger thing was the manipu the relationship ma manipulation that she did towards Mewtwo King and uh, Ryan Rage's kid, uh, and the illegal practices of you know the things that she was that she said she was doing. Now she was caught underperforming in her job of being a, a man manager. She was pushing. She they gave her actually gave her another chance after she wasn't doing the things she needed to do, and that's when she kind of went overboard with everything and started embezzling money and adding people onto the team. Now, my thing is this. Look, I get it. You want to make a name for yourself. You want to be somebody important. You got a chance. You got an opportunity. But the thing is, especially for a female gamer, or I don't even like using that. I'll just say for a female to be within the fighting game community, it hurts you even more when you pull stunts like this and you give you give the bad rep towards other female players or other females within the community and this girl is negative overall there, there's nothing good about this girl i'm i hope that she learned something from this but people should keep an eye out yes for this girl if she is trying to get back in the sack or the community in general with anybody on any other aspect so it could be a different game this time around just People need to be a little bit more wary, and I'm surprised even when they first hired her, they didn't do a background check right then and there. They kind of just went word of mouth, and they were like, hey, we'll check her out later. So just something really interesting and really weird that people kind of just have to keep an eye out for. And female players, or just females in general who join the community, 
have to be a little bit more respectable about themselves because it's bad enough that we have to deal with the guys and you guys have to deal with the guys that are not you know very socially adequate with uh approaching a woman so or other males in the vicinity so i think that if females can at least carry themselves a little bit more dignified like some of them do i think it will only help their part of being in the community and vice versa so yeah that's pretty much how it went down and they got rid of her and now they all the allegations that were directed towards mbg being a kind of a, a terrible company and not really you know doing the right thing and handling the situation right i think they handled the situation with removing her and they gave her a chance to redeem herself they removed her they sent her stuff stuff back to her and it is what it is i think they handled it properly just just you know just to put it in perspective 60 percent of the top world's assassins are women that's it that's all i gotta say sum it up right there yeah well you know it is it happens you know it happens it's funny enough i don't know what it is about this year uh but it's not just in the fgc there's been problems like that in other uh communities in in other esports games where a female has been under suspect of things like that happening um not to say all you know i hate saying it just like yeah i hate saying you know female gamers but gamers that are also of the female type um you know, are put most common. You see it more often with them than guys because they can, you know, they, they have that ability, dude. Like, it's, Lord knows, it's, it's lonely at the top. I mean, let's just be realistic here. You gotta bat your eyes. That's all you gotta do. Most of the guys are very unsociable when it comes to women. I mean, they'll, they'll socialize somewhat with the males in the community, but the ones who are a little bit more retained, don't really talk to too many people, kind of do have this weird demeanor about them. They do have problems with talking with females, and most females could get away with just walking up to them, saying, "Hi, I think I, I think I like you, and I would like to get to know you more." And it's just those things kind of are scary within our community because that can destroy our community, and that can also destroy a lot of respect between the females and males within the community. So we have to just kind of like think about that a little bit more, and you know, just be a little bit more respectful and try not to take advantage of other people who are trying to live the live the good life yeah well everybody wants the peace when someone else is living the good life that's well, just unfortunately the way it goes well, but you're gonna hear a lot about one in a piece of the good life in travel segment oh yeah of course uh so yeah that's gonna do it for randoms of the fgc guys thanks for hanging out with us thus far at the podcast but we are not done we are now as meza said we are in the travel segment uh this is the travel segment from my travels i was out west coast but we have your boy here, mm. Meza, who kept it, kept it, kept it real, and stayed in the East just to just to rep and made his way out to Summer Jam Nine. So he's gonna go ahead and take it, take the wheel. And uh, oh, by the way, you blew it, son. Yes, I did. You fucking yes, I did. blew it. All right. So first off, I'll just go through my own tournament standings it. just to get them out of the way. Somehow I absolutely lost zero and two and Skullgirls. I didn't even make it out of my pools. I didn't play well. I shit the bay. I played the night before against uh, Cloud King, a New Jersey uh, player as well. He did really well. He actually made it out and uh, almost made it out. And it's just like, you know, it happens, man. There's a lot of good players, and you just got to sometimes accept that, you know, they had more experience. So, yes, I, I shit the bay, but I will be definitely going back out to more tournaments. I had a great time uh, playing with the Skullgirl community, and I, I love always hanging out with those guys. 
Um, but I did do well in DOA. All right, there was like 60 plus people. I got top 32, almost made it to top 16. But let's be honest here. I only fought one person, and they DQ'd like four people. So technically, I'm a good player on paper. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good player, dog. You, you don't even know. I'm a good player. On player. Uh, on, on, on paper, I'm a good player. But I did actually use, uh, like I was saying before, I did get a chance to use Honoko. Uh, she's like a mixture of all the characters. So it was really kind of cool just to get the chance to play the game and kind of see if I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. So I might be playing this a little bit more DOA as long as it's free. Um, but kind of to talk about the main event, uh, this time around, Summer Jam 9 felt a little bit smaller. Uh, we did have all three rooms, or rather four. Uh, it was at the Clarion Hotel, where they sold out all the all the rooms in the hotel, which was pretty amazing as usual. Well, nicely done, E. Nicely done. Just to kind of kick it off, well, I'll, I'll throw that at the end. Basically, you know, from the first night all the way through, it was really, really grand experience. I got to meet a lot of, you know, overseas people from Canadian players to, you know, Canadian players. A lot of Canadian <laughs> players. Yeah, whoa, you, you're stretching it there, boy. Whoa, all yeah. from Canada. Uh, nah, was, our, neighbor, our neighbors to the north. Yeah, surprisingly, there was a lot of Canadian players there, and I was really surprised. Uh, they had this really, really good Chumley player. I'm sorry, I totally cannot remember his name, but this guy had combos I've never even seen. People were like, yeah, man, I've seen these combos before. I'm like, hell no, you haven't. Have you seen what this, this dude was doing? Like, he did legs. Crouching medium kick, EX legs. And I was like, okay, that looks normal. And then he was like something else, le- like normal legs. I was like, wait, time out. You ha- I thought you have to do EX again or something. He was like, no, legs again. And like, like he did some death shit. But it was really cool to watch somebody actually perform it like during a money match. So I, I was really impressed. I-, I got to watch him play for like uh, 10 games. But honestly... It wasn't that exciting. The tournament wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be. It felt a little lackluster. And it wasn't because of E. I think it was just because a lot of people were either at PAX Prime or just somewhere else at another event. So it kind of didn't feel like it had as many people. It felt like a lot more familiar faces. The pools were a lot smaller. So that being said, it was really cool to see some of the games get a little bit more spotlight on the stages. So like Skullgirls, Blaze Blue, Persona, um, uh, they were kind of a little bit bigger. But I think still to this day, obviously Street Fighter and Marvel will always have the big stages. And they did Marvel before Street Fighter. And I got to stay and watch the whole thing. MKX was okay. It was, I guess, entertaining. Forever King uh, won using, uh, obviously, Kung Lao. I don't know if he used Goro at all, but he definitely used Kung Lao. Beating Sonic Fox was pretty interesting. They dethroned him, in a sense. Uh, officially dethroned him. And, and you know, it's it was cool until they decided to have their uh, Perfect Legend versus Sonic Fox match uh, Saturday night. So, Sonic, Sonic Fox? Sonic Fox, more like it. Because <laughs> he shat all... He, he went in, in awkward circles all over Perfect Legend. Enough to 13-0 him. And let me kind of give people a little bit of the rundown. But 13-0 in a first to 10. Go ahead. Give me the rundown. 10 matches he lost. It was like, yo, dude, it's because you're playing Katana. 
I only practice to fight Aaron Black. Not his words, but that's what we all believe. I only practice to fight Aaron Black. Oh, okay. I'm Sonic Fox. I technically already won. So you have to make up 10 matches anyway. I'll play you in three extra ones. Well, wasn't like he said double or nothing. He was just like, hey, let's just play 13 matches. And Sonic Fox was like, I'm only playing three more. And you want my best character? Okay, he's not nerfed yet. And Sonic Fox proceeded to shit all over him. And as I said before, before any of this, when they were like, yeah, we got a perfect legend versus Sonic Fox. You know, this is going to be the hypest match in the world. I was like, who the fuck is perfect legend? I was like, doesn't he play like Tekken or some shit? I don't even know. But I know he was relevant in MK9 at one point. But let's be honest. You're choosing to go against one of the best in the world. I could see if he said, I will play Honeybee. Okay. Maybe you'll be able to take a round off him. Maybe one. And that's, that's because of luck. Because Honeybee plays a hard character to, to do, do things with. Let's say it that way. But you're choosing to play the cheapest person in the FGC who wins more than four tournaments almost every time he goes to sign up for one. The boy must have made somewhere close to like $150,000 on summer alone. <sighs> that kid was just... He's 17. He's scary. He was driving a car and he almost hit people. <laughs> but it's okay. He has money. That's what money yeah, does to you. Apparently. And like, like I said, I, I spend a lot of time with Sonic Fox in the past and I still do spend a lot of time with him. And honestly, I don't think there was any chance for... Perfect Legend to even win. Obviously, yeah, he was winning rounds, but winning rounds doesn't win you games. Winning games win you games, all right? I know it sounds weird, but yes, winning games win you games, not just the round. Yeah, you're speaking the truth. And I felt like Perfect Legend spent too much time in the Batcave not coming up with 13 matches worth of tech against Katana <laughs> and against Aaron Black. I mean, like, you say that you want to fight him three more matches because you could beat his Aaron Black. You didn't prepare for Katana. Now, here's what's weird. You didn't prepare for Katana, but he won Evo with Katana. Yep. I would think you practiced against Katana. Then again, who are you going to practice against when you're in the Batcave? So... It goes back to my, my question that I wanted to pose earlier that it didn't. Why are you challenging Sonic Fox? Or rather, my question earlier, who the fuck is Perfect Legend? Because if you aren't coming out to these events to compete against anybody, I can understand if you don't have the money. That's fine. But you should be able to make it out to some of your local events. And they said he was doing really well in some of the local stuff that he went to, but he wasn't always going out to all the majors. You have to go out to the majors because there's too many people that live in too many different areas that are really good. Really, really good. I mean, from the Yomi crew all the way to the Canada crew, or rather the art the uh it's RC God damn it. SC? SR? SR, there we go. Or no CR, 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 CR sorry. CR, critical CR. reaction. Control, I think control oh I thought it was control room. Oh no, that's critical reaction. Uh, or critical reason, critical reaction. I, I will get it right before the end of the night. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, like, there's so many different teams. You cannot count anybody out. And I, I feel like he solely kind of didn't respect Sonic Fox. And I feel like that's why he he got stomped a little bit. I mean, 
Sonic Fox is Critical Reaction's brand right now. And if you didn't come prepared enough, I feel like it was a waste of time. And I, I didn't think it was going to be exciting, and it really wasn't. People actually stayed to watch the 13 matches. I was like, I really don't want to watch these, but I'll at least watch the first and second one. And depending how that goes, I'll know if Sonic Fox is going to win. I watched it. He got mauled, and I was like going upstairs to go drink for the rest of the night and throw away my sorrows. Because that's just how it was. It was not very exciting. And I would have liked to rather see like Sanford Kelly versus like Snake Eyes. Or like, I don't know. I would have rather watched the terrible uh, Grand Finals of Marvel that I've ever seen in my life. It was the worst Grand Finals I've ever seen in my life. How bad was it? It was so bad. It made me want to come back to play Marvel. And then I realized how much I hated the game. Yeah. It was that bad. Then again, I do that all the time. But this time, it was really bad. Because I'm like, why are you... There's this level of confidence that people have that I think they forget. That you should play what you're good at. Don't change your style just because it works for everybody else. Sometimes it works for people. I've tried playing Morgan. Not me. But I still have the team. Just in case it does work to get me out of pools. Or I, or I do feel in the mood. But that doesn't mean when you're in grand finals, play some shit that you don't normally play. Against one of the best in the world. So, no, not taking anything away from Unknown. He's a great player, but he botched it by going a character he didn't need to add to his pool of player characters, which is Virgil. I've seen him play Virgil before when uh, DJ Hoshin was teaching him before in the past. And he was showing him all this cool tech and everything. I think that his unknowns Virgil is exactly his, like his name, unknown. And that's where it needs to stay. No offense to him, but it wasn't very good. It was lackluster. No, so, so, let me stop right there. Some offense. All right, go on. Okay, some offense. A little. But Chris G just opened him up. He just ripped him a new one. He was like, okay, I'll kill your first character. You know what Chris is? Man, I don't know what's going on. I'll kill your first character. And then I'll just snap in Virgil. I'll kill him. Then you won't have a team. Game over. Kind of what happened. And he 6-0'd him. It was like, it was really not that entertaining for a grand finals. It wasn't that hype. Everything up to that point was. And I even asked Chris. I said, Chris, was that one of your harder grand finals at all? And he, this is what he told me. He said, man, it was hard getting there. That meant your grand finals was not hard at all. And it's nothing, like I said, nothing to take away, nothing against unknown. I just don't think he played his shit and he should have played Sentinel. He should have gave Chris the fight that he, his Sentinel is not as good as Ray Ray's. Actually, it's nowhere close to Ray Ray's. But it's still good though. But it's still good. It's won him a lot of stuff. And I, I normally would say I hate his Viper, but the one thing he has that I don't have is he has some pretty, he has the, the Viper combos. He has them. Is the L cancels and everything. Or God, I just brought Smash into this shit. <laughs> he has the That's cancels. That's how ridiculous. That's how ridiculous the game is. I got you. But you know, it, it's just sad to see somebody underperform because they were unsure what they should play in a in the heat of the moment, and the crowd's telling him to do one thing, and he's believing he should do another. But you know, that comes with more experience in Grand Finals, and hopefully, this taught him when you get to Grand Finals, play what makes you strong and play what your strongest is. So. Speaking of that, I always love watching Ultra because we stayed late enough to watch Ultra and 
Dominion is a monster, man. I kind of am happy to see where he's at. He's getting back there to the point where he can compete against some of the best in the world. And, you know, he, he has a actual good backing. Yomi is backing him, and he performed excellent. Except for that one little mishap in between their game where uh, Dominion was actually going to lose the whole tournament, and the controller went off. Somebody's random controller went off, and this is why I said PS4 is absolutely Staged. garbage. No, I'm kidding. Uh, let's just say Dominion came back and just ripped him a new one, and I was like, wow, this is the old Dominion here. He composed himself to play, and this is going to happen. It's tournament play, but it was just a little lackluster to see how Ultra kind of like... That's what I said. It was lackluster, man. It didn't feel like a real big E event, and maybe it was because everything was on PS4 and it was running a little sloppy, a little slow. Uh, Marvel was running during during certain times for its pulls, but we didn't have Street Fighter setups, so they had to rip Marvel setups off to put Street Fighter setups. It just didn't seem like it flowed well. MKX had its own room, so they ran perfectly fine, but they didn't even need all that space. Smash had like half had a quarter of the room, out of you know out of one fourth of the room, and people felt kind of like weirded out why it had that much room. I think it's personally because we didn't have enough PS4s. So, KI was okay. It went pretty fast. I mean, I didn't get to watch all of it because of my own pools play. But, yeah. As always, I actually got to meet um, UA base. Not fast, guys. It's base. Uh, a lot of people kind of uh, ruin that. But, yeah, I got to meet him. He, they had the cosplay. His girl was in the cosplay uh, tournament. He did come second to um, Critical Reactions Cupcake. Dude, Critical Reactions everywhere, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. They're winning yeah, everything. It's, it's kind of like, like, like Yomi. Might I add, there was a Critical Reaction um, Skullgirls Encore. It pissed me off. Right? It was a Grand Finals, just Critical Reaction. The only games that, like Undernight and Birth, you didn't see much. Sonic Fox came in like fifth. Uh, Blaze God came first. Uh, Dill Pickles was second. Third was Temple Nut. So, like, you have different people playing in these tournaments. Like, there's, there was no critical reaction in Blaze Blue, thank God. But Rover won uh, Blaze Blue. Uh, Lord Knight came in second. Uh, third was Zero fin- uh, Finner. And Persona, Lord Knight coming in first. Grover second. Uh, and TGH, Mellow, and Mellow Hype in third. I mean, like, DJ Nintendo winning Super Smash. That's mm-hmm. good. I mean... CT the moon second, I mean, and PBNJ third. So it's there. There's people playing well, but then like, you look at something like um Smash, you know, Smash Four. Okay, why do they call it Smash Four and then it's Smash Super Super Smash Brothers for Wii U? Idiocracy. Oh, Is that a word? I, I it should be a word. I will never understand. But in Guilty Gear, our very own New Jersey in. Marlon Pie came in first. Good uh, man. He was. I guess, I guess he was like, "Oh, I got. I can take a break from selling flowers. Let me go. Uh, <laughs> let me go. Uh, wipe the floor real quick." He was actually running late, but to be honest, he had quite a few heavy fights against um people like Nerd Josh, Elvin Shadow, uh, and Lord Knight. So it's like all these guys. You had guys. It was like East Coast versus West Coast in a little bit. So it was pretty cool 
to see all these people come out and and play from far and i got to talk with nerd josh he was really cool about it he was like dude stop playing room with all just play elf Elf." and i was like yeah i'm not doing that so but uh quiggle coming in second are are wait wait, no no sorry excalibur blades coming in first for dead or alive and rig quiggle coming in second if i recall recall isn't Quiggle, uh, Sonic Fox's brother? Yes. I believe so. I thought he won, but maybe I was just wrong. But yeah, it was really good. That DOA was really good. The whole top eight, and surprisingly, Sonic Fox just like, he came in like fifth, but like, Sweet Revenge was putting down some mayhem with that Genfu, man. He was catching little girls and then putting them down and then punching them in the face. And I was like, that's so wrong, but it's so cute. It's like amazing. Like, you're wrong as a like for you to pick a character like that you're a wrong person something's messed up in your head but um it was really honestly dead or, like the, the obscure games or rather the games that were less seen were really good to watch and i was entertained um but other than that i mean everything else outside of that was really lackluster man it it kind of sucked I hate to say that, except for the arcade room, and that's where I'll leave it. The arcade room had some of the best best excitement from H&K. If you guys don't know what H&K is, Hakuto no Ken, the third strike machine was preoccupied the whole time. We couldn't even play until the last day towards the end of the night, only because they were having a tournament for singles and, and 3v3s, and it felt like everybody was always on. So that was really cool to see. They had Darkstalkers. They had, um, obviously, uh, uh market uh garu market of wolves uh and they also had rumblefish too and i I don't know it's like people didn't know how to play the game but it was there before and they were like oh my god i've never seen this game it's so amazing and i'm like it's really not it's just an average game that never made it to america (laughs) so that's pretty much like my my experience uh it was interesting but it was it was a little I would say out of if we were to rate travel experiences, which I think we'll we'll, we'll start doing that. The travel experience for this overall and the cost wise, I would say travel experience. It was kind of like a two. It was like a three out of five because of some extra stuff. Three out of five, but cost wise, I definitely felt it was with everything prepaid. About a four out of five. I didn't feel like my, my pocket hurt this time around, especially only playing for one game. So if I, if anybody was to ever go to another event during other events or, you know, specifically like big E events, pre-reg everything and choose one game to play in. I don't see a reason to play multiple games, uh, especially with the way the times run. If you do join a game, like a tournament, TFC, like TFC, you can join multiple games because the time frames are split up very heavily. So that's perfectly fine. But for a smaller event like this, I definitely say play one or two games and just call it a day. Try to enjoy the weekend, even if you win or lose, whatever it may be. There you go. So that is the tribal segment with Meza. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for listening, guys. Uh, Yeah, dude, these events are always fun to go to. So, yeah. you know, if you ever get the opportunity, Summer Jam, NEC is going to be the next. Actually, no, TFC, which is actually a joint between him and Shimblanca down south. Uh, which actually we're going to cover in the upcoming events uh, for September. Got quite a few 
you know, more uh, it's a little spread out as well as to where, you know, uh, some of them are actually happening on the same day as well. So, you know, you get to pick and choose. Also, some of them are in different countries. So I think your choice might be, you know, uh, done before you even get the chance to actually think about it. So we have the Fall Classic, which is happening in North Carolina. It's, uh, it's uh, what is it? The city is Ra Ra Raleigh. Yeah, Raleigh. Raleigh. North Carolina, which is on the 11th to the 13th. So it's actually this weekend coming up at the time of us. Uh, well, it's, not the, it's technically the weekend for us now, but it's in a week by the time of this recording. It's currently the 5th, uh, so it's happening on the 11th. Wasn't it in October it was. Time? It was. It was later this, last time. This is time, why yeah. I felt a little off, to be honest. I was preparing to like spend money to go to the Fall Classic, maybe, but now I'm just like, cool, I don't have to spend money on it. It's all kinds of weird because also NEC has been pushed because it was on the same yeah. uh, Capcom Cup decided to do it on the same day. So then that kind of screwed up E's schedule. So it's going to be a little weird. This season's going to be a little odd. Um, but yeah, next we also have the Tokyo Game Show, which is over in Tokyo, Japan. If you couldn't tell that already by the title. Uh, it is going on from the 17th to the 19th. So it, it will be the week after uh, the Fall Classic. We're going to have plenty of things to watch. Uh, this month, guys, if you would want to, you know, catch up on some great matches, who's relevant, who's actually putting in the work. Uh, September is definitely going to be the way to go. You might even see someone, whoever is going to be the most relevant is the guy you're going to see in one of these streams and in another stream like a week later in some other part of the world. That's when you know, like, that guy, yep. that guy's trying to win or has a good sponsor, whichever one. Uh, so then DreamHack. Uh, actually, DreamHack has two events, but we'll, the first one coming up will be DreamHack in London. Uh, that's going to be on the 19th to the 20th. And all these events, you know, they obviously have a repertoire. We're talking about Smash, uh, Street Fighter, Marvel in some places, not all. Uh, DreamHack doesn't have Marvel. You won't see that there, but you're going to see a lot of Street Fighter play over there for sure. Uh, then uh, right here in our own backyard, we have J1Con 2015, which is Philadelphia's number one anime convention. That's going on on the 20th. Uh, it is a one-day thing. Uh, they do have a big repertoire of games, everything from anime games to Smash to Street Fighter to Marvel, of course. You know, it, it's got all the, the usual suspects there. So definitely check it out. If you're in the area, it's in a great spot in Philly. You know, plenty of things to, to do all around. So uh, if you have time, and it's only just, I think it's like $15 if you pre-reg now, 20 bucks at the door. Good cosplayers come out to the uh, to this convention too. You'll see a lot of good photo shoots. So definitely an experience not to miss out on. And we have DreamHack St uh, Stockholm. So that's Stockholm, Sweden, for those who don't know. That'll be the 25th to the 26th. Uh, just another dream hack. So obviously, you're going to see a lot of the Street Fighter action. You're going to see uh, some of the technical fighters. You're going to see Tekken. You're going to see Smash. Uh, and then uh, we're going to round out uh, September with Absolute Battle 6, which is going on at the same time of uh, Stockholm. So it's in a different time zone. You might be able to juggle in between Twitch streams. Uh, that is going on at in Dallas, Texas. That is on the 25th to the 26th as well. Absolute Battle. No stranger to being, you know, to having some great matches. Uh, we've had several great Marvel matches coming out when the, the, the Marvel scene for Texas was showing up. Uh, so, you know, with, with, with uh, Street Fighter V coming, coming out, you're going to see a lot of Street Fighter play out there. So definitely, you know, don't miss out on that. And that is going to round it out for the events. And with that is going to also come to the, you know, inevitable closing of our podcast of today. So, But before we close. Oh, what, what, what do we got? I, I don't want to forget... So let everybody know we are actually prepping to have a special guest on our next show. Oh, if you guys right. do not know, uh, the FGC, Rise of the FGC, 
fighting game or fighting game, the rise of the fighting game community. Uh, very own. Can't, can't even get the name right. I know. This dude. is so. This so is hard. so like last minute. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so complicated and hard. I'm so sorry. So it's FGC, the rise of the fighting game yes. community. That's the name of the documentary you're talking about. Yes, and we will be having its very own Esteban Martinez, the or the best Esteban, as you guys may know him as well. Uh, he will be sitting in with us. He will be actually a part of our podcast. We'll talk a little bit about his his movie and how he sees it going and where he wants to try to you know show people it and possibly even where to finish it and how long it's going to take him so there's a lot of stuff we want to talk to him about and i'm pretty sure you guys want to hear about too so you guys can stay and stay tuned to our next actual episode for when he will be sitting in he'll we'll also talk about some street fighter 5 and some other cool stuff so you guys yeah, get, to hear his, stuff. You get to hear his perspectives on things so uh so yeah that's gonna do it for us guys uh definitely uh you know this is this is podcast is actually usually hosted on with mash thanks a lot for listening uh at mash those buttons we have you know plenty of other podcasts as well this obviously you know double tap we have it the first of every month but due to you know uh not only summer jam but also me being out west it's gonna be a, a week later uh from by the time you guys actually hear it and it actually gets put up we also have uh in orbit which is gonna be happening the second week uh of every month uh and then we got wow talk which is every other week and uh match cast uh you know every monday you know it, it's 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 your basic you know uproar of like what's going on in the game industry you have a lot of guys from different parts of match actually jump in and you know have our say and we talk and you listen and you know we we hear you we hear you guys as well and we get some questions in and we can talk to you guys as well uh and don't forget to hit the social media guys always make oh, sure yeah. you hit up twitter our, our very own twitter at match those buttons or at mtb site uh you can also catch it out on the facebook.com match those buttons and also youtube.com match those buttons where you can check out reviews new updates when uh, episodes are releasing or if it's making it onto itunes and you know you can pick it up on itunes or soundcloud either one but um i'm also don't forget to check out my Twitch and my, you know, Twitter, uh, Daniel Meza. Shame, no shameless no, plug not at whatsoever. All. You should be doing course. this thing. Crash tag. You don't even know. Look at you. I you don't even because know. Because you were supposed to finish. Oh, okay. I'm like, look at this guy. No, go on. Finish. I'll let you finish yours. But yeah, go ahead. You guys can definitely check me out at twitch.tv, Daniel Meza, or also my Twitter, Daniel, at Daniel Meza. I usually post about random stuff as well. And kind of keep people up to date at what's going on, whether it be about random games or even fighting games or whatever you want to talk about. And you can check me out on Twitter at crash tag VS. So that's crash tag VS, like as in versus. Uh, I tend to post, I've been more, I've uh, been starting to use social media a little bit more. Uh, just recently coming from PAX, got to meet the awesome people from Motiga. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, mash those buttons is going to be doing uh, a giveaway so make sure to actually follow me follow meza and follow uh mash those buttons at mtb site uh for those for the actual beta key giveaways for an awesome game gigantic uh i'm also on twitch as crash tag underscore zero zero i'm actually going to be doing uh some actual live streaming reviews uh on actual games that are going to be going up on the site we tend to get the review copies early and get to as long as they're not on embargo, you're going to see me streaming, get some first impressions, get some notes, and, you know, you guys can to experience the game even before it comes out, so that way you can even, you know, get a nice impression about it and whether or not you want to pick it up. 
Uh, but that does it for us, guys. This is Double Tap number 10. Thanks a lot for watching, and we'll catch you guys on the next one.